Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 149. It is Extra Life. Woo! Woo! We've made Woo! it. We've made it. It's the day playing games all day long. We're streaming live right now on rpgamer.com slash live. Though, if you listen to this after the fact, you're probably feeling sad because you missed it. So you should have been here because all day long, 24 hours of streaming. Woo! Yeah, shame on you. Woo! Yeah, why weren't you Woo! here to support us? Well, hopefully you donated because a lot of you did and are very happy about it. If you don't, you hate kids. That's right. If you don't, you hate kids. And you're hearing right there for the first time in a long time on the show, Michael Cunningham, Lord of RP Gamer. What is up, my fellows? That's right. What is up? It is the Lord of RP Gamer. (laughs) Lord Gamer. I don't what do we we need like a cute name for that. Um, I've also got some other people, um, normal people compared to, to the Lord of RP Gamer. We've got Emmanuel Marino. Hi, happy to be normal. <laughs> Sarah McGar. Yo. And guest Stop. and another guest this week in a row, um, Victor Belbion. I, I think Darth Gamer would be, would Darth be a good Gamer? a good name for him, yeah. Oh no? really? If he can do it, <laughs> as the Lord yep. of RP Gamer. Oh, I've also got John Yearworth. John Way... Calendar. John Calendar. Way over in Britain. I'm filling the Michael quota today, but I spell my name right, unlike Tidwell. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We couldn't get one Michael, so we got the other. He's busy taking care of his daughter and ballet. Yeah. Always the ballet. He's taking ballet lessons. I think, yeah, I think that's what it is. He's the one taking the ballet <laughs> lessons. He's just he, he's just projecting through his daughter. I say football yeah. players or, do that to make them more graceful. <laughs> In order to get him on, we're probably going to have to try a different time. So we might experiment with a Friday evening or Saturday evening show in the near future. So look out for that. No. Oh, but I run my he's I run my tabletop game on Friday evening. <laughs> okay. I, well, I unless it's it Friday evening, your time, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> two in the morning, three. your time. And yes, why the heck the are you playing yeah. at three in the morning? <laughs> That's when the game gets good. Die, <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> and Michael Cunningham <laughs> is having issues already. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm doing my unofficial extra life since I can't do it. I'm working today and like can't play games, so I'm gaming while I can. Stupid Game Dragon Quest. <laughs> I'm uh, right now. Viewers to the stream are watching me die over and over and over against the final boss in Sonic the Hedgehog Four. It's very entertaining. <laughs> Apparently, people it like it. Yes. It feels like the final boss of the game, but it, yeah, it's the final boss of Episode One, which makes me really worried about how hard Two and Three might get. Or how? Yeah, no, I'd rather doing. pay fifteen bucks to watch you play Sonic Four. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot Much more, more entertaining, entertaining huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd rather watch just not play watch fourteen. Some... All right, so we've got some uh, we got some letters to read for people. Yes, and, love letters. Uh, love letters from the forums. Uh, first off, we had a lot of discussion last week about zombies and G yes. uh, Dog Tuck, who's now on staff. Garrett Lindquist. We'll have to get him on the show sometime. Yes, um, he is. Uh, he he wrote in to let us know when he heard about the part about zombies. I wish I could have commented so badly. The original Counter Strike has a mod for it, cleverly named Zombie Mod. It has moved over to Counter Strike Source and is still something I play to this day. The whole concept is everyone starts out as humans and one person randomly turns into the zombie. The character actually switches over to the zombie mode, our model, which lets you know who is good and bad. And Zombie has a lot of advantages over you as the human. He can run faster, regenerate his 4,000 hit points, and if he slashes you once with his knife, you get poof into a zombie as well. 
game's insanely addictive and fun, he says. Um, and then you can make barricades and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, now, he also says the makers of Left 4 Dead commented that they got the idea for Left 4 Dead by playing Counter-Strike using special settings. They'd set it up so that it was like three or four real players versus 30-plus AI who could only use knives. This essentially spawned Left 4 Dead. So, uh, anyhow, before, before Call of Duty Zombies, by like five years or more, there was Zombie Mod for Counter-Strike, and it fueled my love for zombie games. Mm-hmm. And then we got more info on the backstory of zombie mods. Master Chief wrote in and said, Nazi zombies was not in Modern Warfare in 2007. It was introduced in 2008 in World with World at War, okay. which is the Treyarch Call of Duty, mm-hmm. which nobody ever wants to remember. Which whoever was working on Call of Duty that week, right? Yeah, basically. And uh, the, mo- the mode will be reintroduced in Black Ops. Um and let's see. And then finally, Zybek Kata posted on the boards to say the earliest zombie game he can remember playing was Zombies Ate My Neighbors on the Super Nintendo. It's a LucasArts <laughs> game in which you had to go around and save your neighbors who would just stand there from the zombies wandering around. It had a nice comical spin to it, and I remember playing it all day, trying to get as far as he could. So thank you, everyone, for filling us in on the history of, like, zombie zombie-fication now, games. Now zombies Zomb- have officially taken over the feedback section, too. Yes, so. it seems like it. I don't it. think that had to do with RPGs at all, did it? Just zombies? No, no I don't know how we got into zombies. And there's no zombie RPG. Important. Maybe this is what they're saying. They're, they're, we need a zombie RPG? Clamoring. Hmm. There's coming uh, what, the Dead State. You know, it's coming out Dead for PC. State. I don't even remember oh, hey. what that one is. Yeah. What is that? What is Dead, Dead State? State? Yeah. It's supposed We've to be a zombie. <laughs> you just know it as zombies. Yeah, it's the it's the zombie survival RPG by Double Bear Productions. You're reading oh. you're reading the tagline. Yeah, <laughs> you have no it's idea what the game's like. <laughs> they haven't really put much out. There's some screenshots if you want to check it out. All right, well, I'm You're killing Doctor Robotnik here. Oh, I sorry. made a game page Dr. for Eggman. it. I know it exists. <laughs> that, I do like how games don't officially exist until we make a game page for them. Until then, exactly. we cannot really. Officially comment on their existence. Halo. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, that whole series, just a myth. Uh, I agree with Master Chief, though. Or, no. Yeah, the zombie political sound. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. That's probably Dude, playing the zombie president of the United States would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we also got a com- we've also got a comment here from Caddyland, who... Meant who listened to us talk about Boy and His Blob. And he said, I also like the Boy and His Blob remake. There aren't enough games with a dedicated hug button. I have to say I agree to that. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of happy, cute games and a person who avoids grid, grim and dark games. If that makes me a weeaboo, then I'll wear the label with pride. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tulip had a dedicated kiss button, he points out, and he was vastly amused by how off the wall that game was, even if the translation took years, but lost interest when he noticed the clock running in the quarter. Um, and then, as far as the games that uh, he can recommend to at least a few other fans, there's a DS versions of Toki Meki Memorial Girls Side. Oh, God. The game allows the female lead character to touch the boys in her school. But it's a fairly <laughs> innocent game. The characters don't even kiss except in the ending. They just touch each other, I guess. Hey, you don't need to kiss, you know? Where's <laughs> Jimmy Sin when we need him? There's know? a complete fan translation, but keep in mind that it can't be played on a, on a legit DS cart. <laughs> Wow. Show me on the video game where they touched you. Oh, <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> that's just wrong. Not on the mouth. Anyway. Uh, you have to give me a second here. We got some voicemails. I got to load them up. Da, 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 okay. da, da, da. So, uh, what you guys been up to? Voicemails. I've been playing games. 
This is oh, great. Cool. We had Me people, too. we had we had uh, readers on earlier, and we'll have them back on the feed later. And they were one of them's playing um, Resident right. Evil Cold Veronica. Oh yes, Cold uh, Veronica. So awesome. wait, is anybody playing an RPG? Oh well, I guess Noodle is. Yeah, Noodle's playing I'm, Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing, playing Dragon Quest Nine. You're playing Dragon Quest Nine. And uh, just play Modern Warfare. We can the other reader there. was playing Castlevania: Lord of Shadows. And the I'm playing Guild issues. Wars. Oh, Guild Wars! There you go. He was yeah, playing that's... Lord of Shadows of the Colossus. Yeah, <laughs> and he actually got to the first. Ca- he he got to the first boss that he would call a Colossus in that game. So that's appropriate. All right, here's our first voicemail. Local GameStop. I am the only person, as of this call anyway. They're probably closed. The, um, Ow. Of Ow. Honor. Um, take that how you will. Um, couple things on my mind. Uh, first off, I've noticed that despite the near universal condemnation, both in Japan and among American reviewers, people, the the people here in um. On, in RPG Gamer on the RPG cast, seem to have gone quite um quite out of the way to defend uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Um, no. What are you guys doing that makes your experience that much better than everybody else's? You know, I'd, I'd like to hear the other side because you know you just don't hear a lot of it, at least not with level-headed people. <laughs> <laughs> um, second, um, second thing. Uh, with Japanese developers fleeing the home console space more and more rapidly, you know, um, where does um, where where do the people like Diana, who apparently refused to give Western console games a chance, you know, where do you guys go from here? Do you stay? Do you stay with the portables? Do you, never, do you guys never buy a home console again? And lastly, what do you think will happen with Japanese development when the portables reach the same sort of power threshold that we see with the current home consoles? Because it's eventually going to happen. Um, appreciate your thoughts, and i uh, better get back to waiting. Good night. Right. Well, so there's a lot of th- questions. Three yeah. questions there. The three okay, questions first, there. The first one Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy fourteen. Why do the people on the podcast seem to not hate it, basically? I hate it. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, why I'm, do you, I'm doing all right What with are it. you enjoying about it, Noodle? Yes, let's hear Noodle. What's there not to enjoy about it? A lot, but why are you enjoying it? <laughs> yeah, tell uh, us well, what you like. Well, I, I really like the whole... Um, Go leave system. Mm-hmm. Battle, battle leaves. Is it, whatever you call it, is it the way that it's spaced out, letting you play, you know, either solo or duo or as a group, or is it just? Yeah, I, I like the, the how how there's like different difficulties. Mm-hmm. So I can choose which how hard I want it. So it's not like not like Final Fantasy tw- doing the months. same thing over again, and it gets and it just gets super easy. You can always adjust the difficulty. Right. I, I also like how kind of um, you have your own monsters, though. Like, you can only attack the ones that are marked, and uh, people inst- can attack inst- uh, Instance monsters. monsters, yes. Yes. Yeah. 
I definitely and, think that's one of the big things they've improved with or with fourteen is the whole guild leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, well, no, no. That and that's like the only thing you can really do. That's the majority <laughs> of their content right now. Yeah. That's yeah, all. I've, I mean, been, I've only rank eleven, so it's not like I'm really that much into. Well, you unlock it, more so. guild leaves for different sorts yeah. of rewards as you go higher. So I mean. <clears throat> People, I mean, and there's even you, the craft ones. Do you have a, do you have a good companionship of crafters? Because that's one of the things that's helping me and a couple other people in the RP Gamer chat room is um, there's yeah we've having got a mass good... access to massive link shells. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I have um, two pretty big link shells, and I actually have two people that make me stuff. Exactly. <laughs> and I either pay them in gill or I give them shards, and I mostly give them shards because they want shards more than money. So. Which works a lot, because I'm always poor. But I always have tons of shards, so... Yeah, so, I mean, you're, you're spending your time crafting, you're spending your time doing the guild leaves, and, it, it, you know, you're not trying to get anything else out of the game, which I think makes a big difference, because there's not much else to get out of it right now. Right, maybe it's the expectation. There's... Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Is it just me, or do most of the people I mean, that are eventually... enjoying 14 seem to have a lot of, you know, Link Shell mates... I think so. I, it, it, you, it's a, meant to be played socially, and if you don't have that component there, I think it doesn't work out well. Yeah, just because of the whole crafting and everything yep. that you can really benefit from in that case. It's a very right, Japanese game. No, we introduced you. Oh, okay. Everybody knows everybody else. The other good thing about I introduced this is you that, first um, as Lord of RP Gamer. I knew you'd introduce <laughs> me. I just didn't know if you'd introduce anybody else. Oh, yeah. Maybe I was playing Dragon Quest. Sorry. You were playing Dragon Quest. You're getting upset at Dragon Quest. Stupid trolls. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that uh, a lot... I think a lot of the negative response that has happened hasn't really been for the game itself because, I mean, there's obviously a bunch of people that are playing this game. Uh, and if it was uh, just straight up a bad game, then they nobody would be playing it. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, obviously there's something there. And I think that the majority of the complaints that I've read, both from the Japanese and American, uh, well, Western press, have been almost entirely mechanical. I mean, it's been problems with how the game um, functions or how how, how, yes. how many hoops you have to jump through in yep. order to get to the fun part, uh, but there is a fun part there. So I think that the the you know that they have extended the, the the subscription by thirty days to give people a little extra time, and as they fix things, then maybe you'll be able to get to that good part a lot easier. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't I mean, think anybody's defending it uh, <laughs> in that sense. Like, like oh no, it's not broken. Yeah, I mean, well, here's I've seen a. I well, there's things that, that need to be fixed. I mean, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with the game. Right. I mean, yeah. there's definitely things that need to be, be fixed, but... Here, here, let's I hear what Michael it. had to say and then, and then John. Well, this is what I was going to say is mainly I tried out the beta. I played 11 for two and a half years, not as long as everybody else on here, but I did play it for a good while. But after trying out the beta, the biggest detriment to me, other than the fact that I don't really have a PC that can run it really well and don't really feel like upgrading right now, is the interface was just absolutely god-awful. And mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, it, and they've probably fixed it since then. I, Not I think much. Told me they had on at least a couple of the things I had issues with. Anytime I tried to do a just a tell chat, I had to type in the first and last name of that's anybody still, I was wanting to still talk true. to. 
that's okay. So, who, so he yeah. was wrong, telling me that that was fixed. Yeah, that so is, that's absolutely you, ridiculous. They, they added that's, a control R after you do it the first time. Okay, right. so that yeah, that wasn't in the beta. So at least they've added that one thing. So yeah, that's but better. like if somebody talks to you, you can't mm-hmm. just reply to them. You have to type yeah. their name first, and then you can do the shortcut to reply to them. <laughs> see, when I was doing the beta, that was the one thing I was wanting to try. I was going to figure, you know, I'll play socially, casually. You know, if they're really doing the guild waves just like I was wanting to do, you know, solo, maybe duo with people, play as I felt like. I never yeah. did in-game content, or I never did in-game stuff in Eleven. Never wanted to. But just the fact that the interface made even doing basic chats and doing basic parties crazy and a nightmare and and this was the worst thing is i started in is it gradania yeah the outside first area looks like a rat maze yep i mean that's the most confusing convoluted thing even the two jungles that they added in Final Fantasy 11 that were a maze to get through were nothing compared to this place uh, and no it's just large honestly it it's easier to follow the map to find your way out in gradania than the than the 11 jungles yeah, um, because the, it's very straightforward. They don't have as many loops. But yeah, I understand. It looks imposing. <laughs> and and that was the other thing. Uh, somebody in the chat room just asked about the combat being fun, and that's the one thing. Just in starting out and leveling up a little bit, yeah. I don't want to just press attack every time I want to attack. I want to just auto attack. Is that mm-hmm. not? Doable? Did you play WoW at all? Yeah, where you have to use a lot of abilities if you're going to attack effectively. Yeah, right. but still, the, the very fact that if I was just grinding on low-level stuff or just yeah. grinding on mindless no, things, I, I could press the attack yeah. and then use my skills. But I didn't get enough skills in, ele- in 14. I was just, you know, spamming the basic skill over and over and over and over. I was like, oh, yeah. come on. You know, there's got to be you, a better Are you saying you're not getting any new skills, like weapon skills or anything? Just, I mean, Is not compared to about? the speed that WoW gave. Well, yeah, I, I played, you know, when I when I got into 14, I, I, I played primarily just because I, I wanted to do the combat. So, you know, I went through the pugilist and I went through the lancer and I went through the uh, guy with the shield, whatever his name is. Um, and what I felt was that even though I was getting three, four skills per class and I could use them with other classes, they were all very much, they were very samey. And eventually it just got to where I would use my three skills that did a lot of damage and just kind of keep hammering on those. And I mean, some of them had status effects, uh, but it didn't it didn't reward using them enough to where I would not want to do anything but just, you know, get get the biggest hammer and hit really hard. Um, While while you're on that subject, that was the one thing I wanted to just finish off with is, mm -hmm. you know, I. I never wanted to play an MMO before Final Fantasy XI, and what really got me into it was the whole, you know, oh, look, the six starting jobs are the same six that you start in with Final Fantasy I. You know, it was kind of, it had a Final Fantasy soul to it, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't feel the same way with this one, the, you know, Pugilus, the Gladiator, all of those. They have it Chocobos just, that yeah, you can't use yet. Horse birds. It feels like <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't Final use Fantasy Chocobos XI. yet. Yeah. It feels like they took Final Fantasy XI sucked the Final Fantasy out of it and left everything else in place. They did make some improvements in there, you know, with the whole Guild Leave system, and I think it has a lot of potential, but I don't know. Maybe when the PS3 version comes out, I'll give it another shot, see how they've done since then. But I guess the only other thing that drives me nuts is everybody screaming for Square's head. Oh, Square has fallen apart. They really need to reboot the whole system. They really need to reboot everything they do. 
They've got mm-hmm. so many different teams working on so many different Final Fantasy games. It's Yeah, Square Enix is huge, and I don't think people take that into account. No, um, I think there's just one room of Square Enix developers making these games. <laughs> just four dudes, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I understand, you know, people didn't like 13. Some people did. Some people are hating on 14 horribly, and some people are, you know, enjoying it despite its faults. But mm-hmm. they've got to realize that the team that's on Versus, the team that's on Ajito, the team that's possibly on 15 if it's in existence. Yeah, but where, where are the, where are the good, the where is the people. example of good teams right now? That's the thing is you don't see it. Yeah, you, know, it you don't see good teams. teams. Isn't that still a cause for concern then? Oh, I know the Think good teams. Yeah. The, the team that developed 14 is somewhat the same team that was working on 11 with some ex, some exceptions, not exactly. And the team that worked on Final Fantasy 13 was actually the same team that developed Final Fantasy 10 2 mm-hmm. for the most part. Now, now so, to me, the, the the main problem that I that I see, or at least that, that it feels that way, because obviously, uh, especially because this is a Japanese developer, a lot of this stuff is pretty much hidden from sight as best they can. But one of the the issues that I think is happening with Square Enix is that there is so little communication between teams uh, that there just seems to be this disjointed feel to a lot of their games to where you have one team working on one thing, one team working on another thing, and then you throw them together and they don't really mesh. Uh, I think that 14 so really basically brought like to the surface. All these a company things- making the same a company making the same mistakes over and over again when if they would just communicate with each other, they can learn how to overcome them. And, and All the these Japanese things sound like management issues, and they are yes. things you would rightly blame Square Enix for. Mm-hmm. Well, I can think of... I'll say, I can is, think of one developer, I mean one group within Square Enix actually doing some good work. And then maybe it's because they're, they're making such smaller, such small projects that they have room to experiment and explore as a Square Enix DLG. Uh, but they're pretty hit and miss right now. Uh, Chaos Strings wasn't yeah. bad. A lot of people enjoy that. And they're uh, they're making a lot of interesting. They're trying at least different mm-hmm. things. On that they They've said this many, many, many times: is that a lot of Japanese companies, especially big ones like Square Enix, tend to have the top-down approach. You hear about the big developer, and you know they pretty much design things from the top down. Whereas mm-hmm. you know a lot of you hear a lot of American developers talk, and they've got mm-hmm. a lot of their guys that are doing low-level programming, really involved in the process, not just following every little bit of instruction right. they're giving. So, yeah, it could be part of that, but it's hard to say that just because these two games haven't been what people like. You know, none of the Final Fantasy games have really been the same since well, I, the, What in the Enix past two has, years has been quality out of Square Enix? Out of Square Enix? Yeah. Dragon Quest. Yeah. How about uh, World Ends with You? I think that was last World Ends with You. Okay. World Ends with You That's was something. actually, I mean, it was Jupiter with some of the Square Enix teams, so that oh. was kind of a partial effort. Um, right. Their efforts with Matrix have been fairly decent. You know, I like I like thirteen more than I like twelve. You know, what I could recommend oh, is um, so. Michael going off of what you said. Um, one of the recent eight four play podcasts had Ryan Paint Ryan Payton on discussing this issue and had like this really interesting theory. If you heard it, I was listening. Yeah, I've heard all those. Oh, the eight four play. Po- okay, so yeah, yeah, you're exactly. I kind of I agree with him wholeheartedly about how basically the top down approach and in the U.S. the reason why you can make these big triple A games is because there's a lot of collaboration and communication within like these 200 man teams as opposed to just one guy trying to rein in 200 people to do what they want them to do. And there's right. been and I mean, when you on have- 14, 13 too that have really kind of come out and said, "Here's what we did wrong," and whether they fix it or not, nobody's able to tell. But mm-hmm. considering Final Fantasy 12, even if you know Jonathan said he didn't like it. 
you know, I loved Final Fantasy twelve, and I know that was mostly Matsuno that was doing that, and he's not really with them except to help with the new Tactics or the new Tactics Ogre remake. But still, it's just the fact that they could bring in other people, they could do other stuff, and I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm too much of an apologist there. I'm not giving fourteen a pass by any means, but I, I hate mm-hmm. to see everybody's like, "Oh, Square sucks. Final Fantasy sucks." They're, I mean, they're all, you know, you've got. an open world game, you've got a closed world game, then you've got an MMO. None of the past three Final Fantasy games have been anything alike whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So to say there's no variety or something for somebody is just crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you have companies like uh, EA saying we're going to concentrate on less games, more quality, when you have Blizzard, like, it was a news story that Blizzard released two games in one year, you know? (laughs) Valve's Half-Life episodes take like a year and a half of development. I just think that if you look at how much stuff Square (laughs) is putting out, maybe they're just... Maybe if their management focused a bit more on less titles, you think that might make a difference? I think that that would make a substantial difference. I mean, there is a lot of talent at Square. I don't think no. anybody's doubting that. I just, I just think that it's horribly mismanaged at the time. Uh, and they're just kind of doing like, oh, there's a problem with 14. Let's throw everybody on 14 until it's fixed. And then we'll just move somewhere else. And that hasn't really worked. Now, it looks like I they think... brought in Chinese people for 14. But yeah. <laughs> here's the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan will probably want to jump in on that. But here's the biggest thing I see that is the true issue. The fact that Japan still keeps trying to do games they think the West wants. And, right. like, look at Gun Loco, the game oh that's coming. Oh, my gosh. They've got people with. <laughs> you know, you know, it's so funny that you say that because the things that I think that would appeal to the West isn't some aesthetic, isn't some big burly dude who says FEL all the time. It's not that that appeals to us. Maybe just a cleaner interface, more connectivity with our friends, a bet, you know, just yeah, better you house. And yet, Duke Nukem. (laughs) It's not necessarily like, seriously, we're not all sitting here thinking, man, I want to go blow some dudes' heads off. F yeah. I wish Japan made more F yeah games. No, it's just make games that make, just just see what the kind of interface and the kind of multiplayer enhancements that's going on over here. And just sort of try to fit those, like there's no reason why I should have to type in three different names to try to talk to somebody. Or why someone has to be next to me for me to talk to them. That's You can't kick someone out of your link shell without them being next to you. Oh, really? You can't even you can't even get rid of troublemakers easily. So if I'm a troublemaker, I just have to run a lot. Yeah, you just stay in a zone that no one else can get to. Like what you want to know that? what appealed to Western audiences? Monster Hunter with online play, portable Monster Hunter with online play. Well, they already have that. Better controls. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's like we're asking for much. <laughs> what was the other? Well, because we already have all the FPS games being uh, released here. I think portable Monster Hunter with online isn't actually going to be the success you think it is. Since no, but I'm just saying, like maybe years ago when it, when we when it first came, you don't try to say. Yeah, it I know. Right? Done. They need to consider our social situation a little bit more. It's not they that they need to that. change the game; they need to just tune the game a little better for Western consumption, maybe. Well, because the people that the Western gamers that like Japanese games want them to be Japanese. Yeah, uh, you know, when you try to westernize, you're alienating your base I, audience. I don't know. I don't I, yeah. I could think of wait um um on the Kojima team, Kojima Productions, one guy, mm-hmm. Ryan Payton, was like sort of the voice of America. Yeah. And yeah. I think he did a lot of positive things with that game. Just like giving you control options, lots of control sensitivities. I mean if you want to play the game the way Metal Gear's always been played, you can. If you want to play it more like a, a third person shooter the kind of games that that we're more used to playing here, you can do that too. Just someone there saying, hey, wait a minute, take a step back. Yeah. This wouldn't fly here. 
or like you need that, a Western that consultant a, more than that, that depiction of a black is, guy that might be offensive. You know that kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> so Square Enix is so so tied into the Japanese yeah. way of doing things. Yeah, but I don't know. And they're trying, but and it, well, okay. We, we don't need to hash this out even more. So the he next was about portables. The next yeah, question. The next question was about. Um, what are JRPG a lot of Japanese, players? Since, no, Japanese uh, developers seem to be embracing the portable generations more and more, not so much the console generations, it seems like. And mm-hmm. does that mean, are we going to do the same as RP gamers? I mean, are we going to even be interested in the right. next round of portable or of consoles? Or, I already know? have gone to mostly portable, so. <laughs> you know, I have not. I prefer consoles just myself. To, so. It's just due to time constraints. You know, I'm sitting here you know, away from my home, and I've got my DS with me because, you know, I can you, take it you anywhere. Know, it's, it's funny that you say that, Mac. That's exactly why so many Japanese people are playing portable games more than ever. Long commutes, out with their friends, small apartments, no room for, like, you know, it's just fact of life. So why not kind of try to cater to them? So so basically all the people that play Dragon Warrior 1 when it came out now have jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know life crazy, huh? They have they have they have kids. They have responsibilities. Right. The TV's not free for them to sit and watch stuff because they're. They have to sit on a two-hour train to get to work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I don't think it's necessarily that Japanese developers are really just totally embracing that. I think it's easier to develop. It's cheaper to develop. They mm. have the framework because the DS and PSP have been around for a long time. And faster and return. Got, base, they can yeah. do this stuff so much quicker than they can a big budget. Full on, and that's what the developers said for like Valkyria Chronicles when they put two on the PSP. That was one of the things they said is, you know, if we were to make the next one on PS3, we'd take we'd have to take a long time because the expectations would be high. It's harder for them to put out the exact same game with just a new story and some new classes, which is what they did with Valkyria Chronicles two on the PS3 without people saying, "Well, you've already done this. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't anything new." There's a lot more investment that goes into those higher-end developments than there is on a portable system where they've got a cheap, simple framework. Yeah. And they've got a big install base, at least, you know, the PSP does in Japan, if not here. Though I'd love mm-hmm. to change that. Yeah, it's, it's true. They, they get enough sales for what they put in. As opposed to, like, if you put in, like, what, $20 million <laughs> into, like, a big-budget PS3 thing and not enough oh. Japanese people buy it and not enough of European – it's just yeah. – why bother? Yeah, not to mention that a big PS3 thing is a hell of a lot more than twenty million. Um, you know, which yeah, I, I think that there is. I, I remember I felt this with with PC RPGs, and you know, if you like think oh seven, there was kind of a lull where you were like, where are all the Western RPGs? Like, you know, nothing is coming out for the PC aside for, from your first person shooters and RTSs and stuff. And then we just kind of had a resurgence and everything, you know, Oblivion came out, Fallout came out, uh, Alpha Protocol, Mass too. Effect, Dragon Age. Huh? And that's the big thing, too, is most of those games came out multi platform, PC and console. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a big thing that a lot of developers are trying to maximize their profits on their development time because they don't want to just spend a bunch of money making a game for one system. Right. So, is anyone here going to jump ship, go straight portable only? I mean, assuming you had all the time in the world. Not only, because the games aren't going portable only. You know, there's still a lot of Western games. There's still, you know, the big budget uh, Japanese games tend to be on. I I mean, I I feel like that argument is is predicated on the fact that you consider real RPGs to come from Japan, or like the best RPGs come from Japan. 
Uh, or that you only play RPGs because I mean consoles are a lot more than RPGs, even just yep. RPG, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. What was the it's third the- question? <laughs> I actually don't remember anymore. We should uh, go on to the next voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go into the 3DS or something, so we better move on because that'd yeah. be a whole other discussion. Yeah, we don't need that oh. discussion now. <laughs> we'll get. Again, and I have a, you know, Thank you for calling RPG Cast, and we would like to answer your question with the most utmost care. Um, as uh, okay. somebody that somebody that loves, <laughs> I don't know. It just sounded like a radio call. Doctor Phil. Yeah. Right, thank, thank you for calling. All things considered, and we will consider your call. Thank you. As somebody that has probably listened, this to call all may those, be monitored for quality purposes. <laughs> we are not Indian. <laughs> as somebody that's probably listened to all of those soundtracks she's named off. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just more of a case of it must be harder to get people's time to do an entire RPG soundtrack anymore. Right. Because, you know, looking at Art uh, Fantasia, there's maybe 20, less than 20 tracks from Mitsuda. And uh, Haruda has, the one she mentioned, has done some great tracks on there as well. Uh, Xenoblade is uh, a mixed bag. Uh, Near, which has a fantastic soundtrack. Um, has like three different, three or four different composers credited for it. Um, I think it's something we saw a lot. Uh, Sakamoto did that a lot back in the day. He would team up with somebody else to do stuff. And I think it's just probably more of a time thing right now because it started with like Final Fantasy X. You yeah, know, that works well. I like tens. Yeah, Uematsu split that between him and two other guys. He barely and, did anything on it. Yeah. He did some really good stuff, but it was really limited what he did work on. And you know, it's <laughs> like just hard over- for somebody to do a whole soundtrack anymore, I'd say. Like oh. Otherworld. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I love Otherworld. <laughs> so- I mean, just look at, look at Sakamoto's stuff, all the stuff he's had to do recently. You know, I've, I've never been a huge fan of his anyways, but I think a lot of his stuff sounds the same. And that's probably why he's had to crank out whole He really soundtrack. knows how to use yeah. trumpets. That's basically yeah. his thing. He does. Yeah. And the, <laughs> I think it's interesting you say this. Uh, the, 
I don't know why, because I'm fighting Dr. Robotnik right now. This is really hard to focus on two things at once. But <laughs> pause button. I need the for pause the children. button. No, it's for the children. I can't pause. But uh, these soundtrack things, uh, it must be really... Yeah, you know, if you're paying one guy, you're like taking up his time for like maybe months. And mm-hmm. it probably costs a lot more than paying three guys to spend a couple weeks on it. And oh, what she said about uh, Shimamura, Shimamura's like doing soundtracks in for every RPG or every game, you see that name on everything. But that's it's, a Kingdom it's Hearts guy, right? Uh, girl, she, or whatever. Life? Kingdom Hearts person. Uh, yes, um, but you just see name on everything. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Uh, just there's so much stuff. I just wonder how in the world they have time. I don't. That's all I can say. Is you know, time and money. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that you know just because they have smaller time frames and just massive development teams and I think that there is kind of a bigger focus on um, music you know, on the music quality nowadays yeah, it's probably a lot easier to hire seven dudes to work for a couple of weeks Um, and those big names are probably in much higher demand than they used to be well, this is the big thing too is a lot of the big name developers that used to work at game studios have now left and they've developed their own independent companies that contract out. So it's not so much that, oh, we have Uematsu on staff to do whatever we want him to do. No, it's he works for his on his own and we're going to bring him in to do some stuff or, you know, Mitsuda mm-hmm. or anybody like that. So it's not like they can sit there and force them to do stuff they don't want to do anymore. Which is a shame. <laughs> that they can't force him to do stuff he doesn't want to. <laughs> All right, next question. No more questions, yep. actually. It's time for news. Uh, news! Wow! We have news? Yeah, click the There's delicious news? link. And well, I mean, I'm plenty. looking at it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've we got plenty of news. Lots of news. Checking out One Up's news. Checking out everybody's news. Um, so, first off, Dragon Age has news. Who's been Woo! waiting for Dragon Age? I have. Dragon Age 2, yeah. See, the see signature this? edition signature. sounds like... Yeah. Alright, this signature edition that they're coming out with sounds just like what they did with Dragon Age, including Shale, except now they're only going to give it to people that pre-order by a certain date. Ah, yes. and Does there's no sound? extra money, there's no deluxe edition that you're paying 10 bucks extra for. No, and I didn't for the first one. You didn't have to for Shale in the first one. but Well, no, you can buy the Signature Edition. If you pre-order the regular edition, they're giving you a free upgrade no, to the no, Signature no. Oh, okay. Right, the Signature oh. Edition, but you have to pre-order it by January 11th. But you can also just buy it straight up if you don't pre-order? Uh, they've said that it will not only be available for pre-order and purchase on or before January 11th. Okay. Oh. Which is two months before the game comes out. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like they're saying, here, you can have this stuff for free like we included in Dragon Age 1. But you have to pre-order. The standard edition, but but only if you pre-order. So pre-order, if you're on PC, it's 50 bucks. um, So that's the same price as the normal edition, and you get 20 bucks worth of content they're estimating. So I'm guessing they're going to sell most of this stuff on the store afterwards. So it sounds like just another shot for EA to try something new with combating... You know, U.S. game sales. sales. Yeah. Sounds like a good reason to pre-order to me, so I'm going to do that. Yeah. There's, there's at least cool it stuff doesn't cost there. more. 
That's one. Well, thing it's I Dragon Age. Exactly. Well, it's Dragon Age Two where they're changing things, so I'm a little worried about it. But yeah, but Mass Effect Two, it's all right. It'll be all right. It's Dragon. <laughs> Don't you worry, your pretty little head. Oh, Star Wars: Dragon. The Old Republic. Ah. What? Ah. <laughs> awesome. Same comes. Uh huh. Did you read the the stuff that came out yesterday? Oh, the <laughs> the uh, blog post. Yeah. From the what was what was board? what's the choice quote? Uh, the the old republic will be the worst MMO failure since The Sims Online. <laughs> and we all more know money it. on the game than James Cameron did on Avatar. It's twenty and, gig. Wait, uh, it's a twenty gig install that's mostly voice acting. <laughs> Yeah. I miss I miss this blog post that you guys are referring to. It's a disgruntled EA employee, anonymous, uh-huh. who's working for Mythic, not even on Star Wars. They're working for Warhammer, and they're being <laughs> laid off in a month. Yeah, uh-huh. he's been told he's getting laid off, and now he's saying that the whole corporate structure is horrible. This is why EA, you know, yeah. Warhammer failed, and this is it why is EA. Yeah, this is new for EA. And honestly, <laughs> yeah. They said they're bleeding people from Mythic over to the uh, to the Bioware Austin group to try to help with yeah. this thing. He's but it's he's, only a, a few people, so he's and, he's well, kind yeah. of presumptive in his comments. We don't know how accurate it is. Not, not only really that, is, but I mean, you were working on Warhammer Online, dude. Like, what room do you have to talk about the quality well, of MMO out there? Uh, he spends most of the blog post talking about Warhammer Online. Online. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> saying why it sucked and why he wasn't able to do what and surprise surprise the the this guy's an artist and he blames management because well of course you're going to blame management um yeah because but... the programmers <laughs> always blame the artists right. I, I don't think i don't know that that's true if oh sports, this force look better, more man. realistic this game would be awesome if <laughs> just look better i'm telling you man. no never mind that our game sucks yeah it was something about uh they didn't let him put the right kind of dance moves in warhammer it been yeah that, that that was a great quote later on he's bitching about not being able to put dance moves in it's like um <laughs> Yeah, you just lost a little bit of credibility there. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, his opinion on what the Old Republic may or may not be as a dude who made dance moves for Warhammer Online, not really that important to me. Assuming this person really does actually work for the company, which... Yeah. You know, Sounds like it. Well, do. there's other commenters yeah. from other people who are inside that agree with him mostly about Warhammer. It was mm-hmm. mismanaged, and there was a bunch of management baloney and politics going on. And EA was, stayed very hands-off, is the idea. I like baloney. I would like to see the budget Most people numbers, want so. them to stay hand-off, but uh, in this case, apparently it was a bad thing, because there were some bad internal politics that they could have helped resolve, is the idea. Mm-hmm. But Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so, so he, he, he throws out in the gauntlet on Star Wars The Old Republic, and it'll be interesting. Honestly, I'll, I'll say, whenever I've seen gameplay for that game, I'm not interested. Oh, not I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not interested because I'm baloney. not a Star Wars it's, fan. It's the same old MMO stuff, and I don't know why everyone's excited about yeah, it. Yeah, but, I, I, I'm, I, you know, the interesting part of that game is not going to be the combat. Like, the combat has to work. And okay. I, I, I think wait, it wait, was, wait, wait. What is the interesting part? The storytelling, the, the, the doing the, yeah. like, group party quest in an MMO setting oh, and having, okay. like... Uh-huh. Four dudes that have four other dudes with each of them, and having these yeah, massive, yeah. you know. That's, well, apparently that's... there's a lot of good voice acting for that, so you'll be happy. <laughs> that's what I, I wanted fourteen to boss. be. To be, I cannot beat this boss. This Take a break, Sabin. Don't play something else. Why don't you just start playing Bejeweled or something for a little while? <laughs> something more. You can't kill him. <laughs> oh, anyway, we should okay, tell people the what they get. 
We didn't tell yes. people what they get. Dragon Age 2 BioWare Signature Edition includes yeah, a digital one. soundtrack. Ooh, and that, it- that alone right there, that's awesome. What? Okay. I cut you off. Keep talking. Yeah. There's stuff coming in it. Hero, yeah. keep talking. He's Must have gone. cut himself off. <laughs> All right, it also includes Apostate's Courage. Uh, okay, so four pieces of equipment, soundtrack, and a bonus playable character. Let's say that. The end. It's also the end for Pirates of the Caribbean, the action RPG. Yeah, oh, Armada God. of the Damned. Which is, it's so ironic. I've been trying forever and ever and ever and ever um, to... Well, oh, people in the chat room are trying to help me. Um, it's something I've been trying at all these trade shows to fit in time to go see this this action RPG, and um, I never got around to it. But now it sounds mm. like it didn't matter. So no, I'm glad no. I saved my time on it. <laughs> so this is the one that uh, the Pirates of Care. Let's see, get my internet going. The lay- the layoffs are there's layoffs at the developers and game's been canceled. So if you've been looking forward to that, I'm sorry. Yeah, looks like their game's been killed. It's dead. It's dead. You know Jim. what else has been killed? Kira. The metal. Oh. The metal. You can't metal. kill the metal, though, because the metal will live on. So says Tenacious Thank D. Thank you, Tenacious D. You, it's interesting you say that, because they are, you're gonna, might get a chance to listen to that song at BlizzCon this year. What? Really? Tenacious D is going to be at BlizzCon? Yes. Wow, so that's fake convenient. <laughs> I wish I was going. You are! Aren't you? We'll see about that. Oh, uh-oh. We still, someone have to take care of your credentials. Call Kiro back. Uh, I sent you an email about that, by the way, Manny. So I replied. All right, let me go check my email. Um, and I'll get Manny back to you. To... But yes, Tanisha's D. Recall Manny. Hello. There he is. Okay. So yeah, Yay! Tanisha's... They're going to be there. Okay. What's next? <laughs> Mew. <laughs> Who wants Mew in their in their Pokemans? Oh, Mew. God. I remember. I've never had one. a Mew, and now I do because I opened up my DS, and you could do this starting yesterday. You open up your, your DS. DS at you and you go to the mystery gift and um go online from nintendo wfc and we'll download mew as long as you don't already have three wonder cards which is the way they track how many um pokemon you get in the game but you could just delete one of the cards and then you can download mew i don't know how that stuff works but okay you just told me to do that so i did and i opened it up and the only guest i have is uh angelo from dragon quest you do need to be playing pokemon soul silver or gold her heart gold Okay, you weren't that specific. Yeah, I'm sorry. So. Now I'm being that specific. <laughs> I haven't had a Mew Dragon Quest. Well, now you can get another one. And it starts with, like, it's like level five with, like, one move. So you can heavily customize them. Son of a... Oh! <laughs> sorry. They killed Is my healer. okay? My healer's dead. Stupid oh. game. Okay. All right. All right, you were saying. Mew. <laughs> Mew. Extra life! There you go. Everyone's dying. Yeah, I, for some reason, I don't see the Mew story. So, Oh, there it is. Um, that's why I skipped it earlier. Yeah, I, I, I think you may be having the same issue with Delicious that I do. I, you press F5 and get a different number of stories. Sweet. So, uh, Solo to Robo getting eight-hour commercial marathon on Japanese TV. Anyone mm-hmm. care? Anybody care? Hold on, I'm getting yeah, really close on this, boss. That's the. Well, I'll talk about this then. It's the CyberConnect <laughs> action RPG that's coming, and apparently what? it's getting. Uh, the people. No, no. Is it CyberConnect or. Oh, I can't remember who in the world does this. What anymore. is it? I don't really care. Solata Robo. Um, it's like the. Isn't it the sequel it's to Tail Concerto or no? Tail Concerto, yeah. 
And for some reason, I'm thinking it's CyberConnect 2. I could be wrong. But they're having over eight hours of programming. 100 unique commercials will air on Tokyo MX. Oh, this isn't what um, I wanted. And it's going to be a Guinness World Record of uh, marketing. So, yeah, anybody care? No? Okay. I, uh, I don't even know what this is, but hey, Guinness uh, World Record. You know, yeah. Just give anybody those. Since Chris is oh, still playing. No. We already touched on the pre-trial period. <laughs> Did we touch on Tenacious D? Oh, yeah, we, we talked on Tenacious D. Um, it was time to hit up Grasshopper. But uh, as far as Salada Robo, um, yeah, go to their website, and uh, they have some weird ads there. Oh, there's Grasshopper. All right. It's wait, Japanese wait. television. What the hell are you expecting? I have a yeah. question. Does anyone, act, does anyone actually care that Tenacious D is playing BlizzCon? Not really. Nobody never actually commented. No, we just I, said, hey, they're doing it. I, yeah, I don't really care that much. I like playing their stuff in Rock Band, but that's about it. I like Tenacious D. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the metal. I'm going to actually be playing Rock Band when they're playing, because Saturday night I'm going over to friends to play Rock Band. So Sweet. I won't uh, be able to watch the concert unless they Bring have on the it guitar. on demand it's later. I want yeah. my keytar. That's right. Hmm. Grasshopper. Yeah, yeah so grasshopper. Uh, this is that's interesting, and, and it's not just Grasshopper, because Grasshopper doesn't tend to do games we care about. They're like No More Heroes and Killer7, but they mm-hmm. do. Um, they just got uh, the Harvest Moon guy. <laughs> so yes. Y- y- no More Heroes Wada. Farming. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Shake that hoe, and then, well, not hoe, but... Whoa. Uh, till. <laughs> Shake that till. <laughs> and charge it up, and then you awesome. can farm some land. And Yoshiro Kimura, which is the guy who did Little King's Story, which other is another game popular amongst RP Gamer readers. So. Yeah, since Singh is, since the company he was with, is, I guess it's gone. It's good he's getting in somewhere. So they can, they can do some RPGs now. That'd so that's cool. what I'm, I'm hoping for a combination of Little King's Story and, and, uh, and Harvest Moon. And we're just gonna I don't know what that'll be, but I'm sure it'll be that long. Would be pretty much the same game with farming. Oh, okay. The well, Little King story where you actually farm your land. So let's let's cut the farming out of it. Cut the farming out. Sorry, right, Anna, Little King story out of here. If I wanted to farm I'd play Farmville. We already um we already talked about Final Fantasy fourteen. The the thirty days free trial is being extended Correct. for another month. History itself, which will give you time to go vote for a new Mega Man Legends character. Woo! This is kind of funny, actually. Yeah, well, how's this working? Best segue ever. They have a online voting contest. What they did is they took some uh, artists in Japan and they had people come up with nine different character designs for the heroine of Mega Man Legends three, mm-hmm. and they've put them online for people to vote for which one they like the best. And of course they're all you know, Japanese cutesy style things. But right. you can go to, uh, you can follow the link in our story to Capcom-Unity, the Capcom blog, and they've got a little place where you can vote for your favorite. So, yeah. Apparently they're taking a lot of uh, fan input on this. How do you guys feel about that kind of stuff? Developers asking for fan input on games? For stuff that, for stuff like this, I guess it's not too bad because it really, you know, I mean, what kind of character people like? Yeah, cool. Um, you know, let them decide. But the uh, the Mega Man um, Battle Network series, I think every single one after the first game had a um, a, a fan made character um, mm-hmm. in every one, always used by the that it was um, one of the characters used by the same person each time. But every time he appeared, he always used a, um, a, a 
you know a, a character that was created by a fan contest. Mm-hmm. So it's not exactly uh, new new ground for them. Well, no, I, I just mean like outside of Mega Man. Like, would is this something that should spread elsewhere? Like, oh, let's pick who the Dragon Age villain is, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Or is this just kind of just some weird Mega Man thing Capcom does? Yeah, it must be. I haven't really followed the Mega Man RPGs all that much, mainly because <laughs> as the guy that hands out review copies, nobody's wanted any of the Battle Network or Zerker X Ninja garbage that we've gotten over the last little. <laughs> Sorry, right. wait, you didn't like Zerker X Ninja Dark Black Three? Garbage. Yeah. Oh, it's like my GameStop favorite game. Exclusive Turkey GameStop. X Monkey. At least that sounds like a video game, you know? Yeah. What well, Mega Man Legends, at least, is, you know, people like the first two, even if they did come out over a decade and a console generation or two ago. So mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see what he's coming with. Not that I really care that, you know, people are voting, but I voted. Did you all vote? For what? Who would you vote for? Pick one of those little chicks. Why would I do that? I wish one of them was a dog. I would have voted for that. I voted for the... Uh, the chick with the red hair that's barely wearing a shirt. But you want your Mega Man <laughs> Legends character to be Rush? Is what you're yes. saying? Rush. Okay. I want to play as the dog. YYZ. Yeah. Yes, oh, wait, that, not no, that not that sort of Rush. Alright, what's next? Alundra on Arc the Loud on PSN. Yeah. Good what, job. What? Anybody like Alundra? I did. It's been for I played it when it was released and haven't thought about it since then. But well, I, I like hated that game, really? and I don't know why because I like Zelda. <laughs> yeah. But something about I don't know I don't know if it was the diff I don't remember what it was. So I, so I guess you know I really have no point here. But something about Alundra just always rubbed me the wrong way. It never was anything I was. I mean I never wanted to go back to it and say man that was a classic. But I had mm-hmm. I think I had fun. I might have just been RPG deprived at the time. But. <laughs> But Ark the Lad, I really enjoyed. I played it. Uh, it's really short. Uh, the original Ark the Lad, it came out uh, via Working Designs, via the Ark the Lad collection, which came with Ark the Lad 1, Ark, uh, Ark the Lad 1, 2, 3, and Monster Arena. And Ark the Lad is like seven or eight hours long. It's really, really short. But, you know, since it was part of that one compilation, it wasn't that bad because you could import your team into Ark the Lad 2, which is like 50 or 60 hours long. It was a really, really long tactical RPG. They were kind of fun. They were fun to play. And, yeah. mm-hmm. It's nice because they've already uh, ESRB's already rated Ark the Lad 2, so we know that one's coming. Uh, Victor Ireland's been talking on the uh, on NeoGAF. Uh, he's no longer with Sunsoft, uh, like he was doing his uh, virtual console releases. Apparently he was with them for a year, and I said, you know, thanks, but uh, no thanks. You know, I don't want to do anything else now. So he's doing this via Gaijin Works along with Monkey Paw. They brought up the, uh, those import PS1 games uh, about a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's given them a chance to re-put out some of the old PS1 classics. But from what they've said, unless they really make a whole lot of money, it's it takes way too long because it took over a year to get all the licensing and stuff ready for this. So for Ark the Lad and Alundra, yeah, oh, wow. because the company that developed Ark the Lad, nobody's ever heard. It's like uh, 
GeForce or something. Nobody's heard from them in forever. They haven't done anything in forever. Mm-hmm. And it was a Sony game published in Japan, and Working Designs did it here, and now Working Designs is gone, and there's just so many licensing. That's what they said is the biggest problem with getting a lot of these PSN games on, or the PS1 games on PSN. It's just all the licensing you have to dig around and find. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, Working Designs, Founder... Now Gaijin Works, Mastermind, Victor Ireland's on there trying to help out. That's an issue with a lot of these services that are bringing back old games. Like if you look at uh, um, Xbox Live Arcade, which, you know, well, not the Live Arcade, but the the game room. There you go. They're supposed to be releasing like these classics of of the 80s and stuff. You don't see Pac-Man on there. (laughs) <laughs> you know, just because there's a bunch of, of crap going on with Namco. You don't see a lot of games because of all these licensing deals. Um, and live, I mean, the game room hit that roadblock real quick. Uh, I'm just wondering when Virtual Console and PSN are going to just start releasing, you know, uh, backtrack golf or real fishing or whatever. Virtual Console's already stopped releasing anything, so. Oh, really? That, yeah. The so we'll get there soon, and I, I don't know. It's kind of weird because how do you how do you handle that? How do you handle the fact that after you get through your Final Fantasy sevens and your your Metal Gear Solids, that you you just have you know putt putt golf? Uh, do you just stop the service, or <laughs> you know? Pretty much, uh, that's pretty much what Nintendo's done because they've not really done much else. Mm-hmm. Hardly at all. <laughs> All they said is wait for the 3DS. We'll give, we'll sell you some Game Boy games that aren't very good. Yeah, we can play. Even Game though there's Boy tons of stuff games. they could still put out on Virtual Console if they could just put a little bit of effort into licensing. We still yeah. don't have Earthbound. Nope. Yeah, that's more because Nintendo hates you, though. I, probably. Yeah. I really think it's just an inside joke at this point. Yeah. Anything Mother <laughs> Earthbound related. Hey guys, let's good. not put out Earthbound on this new console. <laughs> All right. Awesome. And you'll note but, the lack of Game Boy Advance games in the 3DS library of emulated. Oh, they want to sell you. They want to sell you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Tetris first before they'll, yeah. they'll let you buy the games. Well, I know, want. but Game Boy Advance would open up the possibility of Mother Three. Right. So oh, we can't. Yeah. Have You're gonna that. have to buy everything Game Boy Color and, and Game Boy before you ever get the chance. Yeah. Just unlock it with Nintendo yeah. points. <laughs> for a long time. But speaking of old games, uh, Temple of Elemental Evil came out on GOG. Yeah, yes, what's, did. I, did any of you play Temple of Elemental Evil yes, in 2003? Yes, I did. Nope. What, what saddens uh, me is that this is some sort of old classic game, and it's like 2003. It's like, I, <laughs> I was probably working for the site here when this game came out. This is some sort of old classic game? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, that was seven years ago, man. That was a fuck. You know that was three operating systems ago. That's how we. That's how we get. We don't have console generations. It was like, does this run on XP or two thousand? All right, let's move forward. <laughs> I don't know. It was a good game. Um, it wasn't a great game, but I don't know. The, the, those were kind of like the, the the weird teenage years, you know. And just well, all right, Kiro. Uh, I'd like to know what you think out of Planescape Torment. Icewind Dale, Baldur's Gate, Temple of Elemental Evil, and what else did they did? Is Neverwinter Nights on there yet? I all don't of, think uh, so. Out of all those that have come out on GOG recently, which ones are the must plays? Which ones do you think would probably hold up the best these days? Actually, I'm going to say 
Uh, Planescape Torment, unless they have put up Baldur's Gate 2. No, Baldur's Gate 2 is not up. Then, then definitely Torment. That's the only one I've bought so far, and I haven't. It, it's excellent. I, I mean, Baldur's Gate, um, the original uh, series, is awesome just because. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the characters are awesome. The dialogue between them is awesome. The story is good. And, I mean, you have the classic super PC RPG battle system. Um, but I think Torment is just so much more memorable. And the, just the writing is fantastic. I mean, the writing is just that kind of thing that only happens once in a while. Uh, and Icewind Dale is basically Baldur's Gate if you really just like the combat and dungeon crawling. So, you know, and Temple of Elemental Evil is kind of, I don't know, it, it just felt like Neverwinter Nights 2 almost. It was just kind of like this, it felt dated when it came out. Um, but, you know, I, I, I would definitely go for Planescape Torment there. Chris, what are you playing? Space Invaders Infinity Gene. Oh, cool. I see hmm. they've actually finally turned it into a, you know... Well, you know what else takes place in space? A <laughs> Felion episode two. <laughs> nice <laughs> transition. <laughs> well done. So, yeah, the sequel to A Felion, if that's even how you pronounce it. Um, I'm channeling Phil here for a little while. What, mispronouncing what the things. hell is A Felion? I don't. I've never heard of this it's one. An, it's an indie RPG on Xbox Live indie games, just like Breath of Death and Cthulhu oh, Saves okay. the World. This is by a company called Lunatic Studios, and they're doing theirs, their game, Aphelion, episodes. So the first episode, uh, Sam Marcello played for us and um, said it was decent. There were some issues she had with, uh, I, I'm drawing a complete blank now, some of the difficulty spikes in there, or the challenge goes from easy to hard, or you know, crazy things like that. She thought the story was kind of confusing, which a lot of people on the forums called her out on and said, no, it isn't. And, you know, there's just a whole lot uh, they're trying to do with this. It's a sci-fi RPG. So they mm-hmm. takes place in a you know, sci-fi realm, sci-fi world. I don't know a whole lot about the story itself just because I didn't play it. Just read what uh, she's talked about there. They say in this version they're adding... One new it says a new playable character, but they're adding new skills, uh, made some technical and graphical improvements, better animations, better AI, updated the interface, and kind of sped up the gameplay. That's one thing from the demo that I played of it that the, the battle system was kind of it was fun. It was kind of it was turn based, like uh, it reminded me of Final Fantasy X, the way the layout was, mm-hmm. but. They're saying this is supposed to be faster, so yeah, we'll see. It's coming out in the winter, so they say. So and it will include the Aphelion story. So this is apparently the part two of two. So would you say you're really excited for this, or the potential of a new Rune Factory coming out on the Wii? <laughs> I don't know. The oh, Rune Factory has oceans, so yeah. you know the only thing that makes farming and fighting better are is farming and fighting on a seafloor. Plus fishing, right? Plus fishing, because then oh, Sam's going to be all over it. Yeah, her she loves some Rune Factory. Oh, she and it gets this one's ocean. weird too. You share the same body with a girl. Oh, that's not. I, I, I already do. So you oh, know. okay. <laughs> well, the boy and the girl share the same body. 
for some reason, and the, mm. they each alternate between control, and mm. um, apparently... So it's like a marriage. <laughs> I guess So after... basically it's ran over yeah, all over Yeah, it's like you again. start over married, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, however that works, and uh, it'll be on the PS3 as well, I guess. All right. Does anybody else think all these Rune Factory games are becoming more and more odd? Like, Rune Factory 3 has the Sheep Boy in it. Yeah. Now we have a, basically a hermaphrodite. Is he actually a hermaphrodite? Um, Married you know, hermaphrodite. To they're itself. trying to get around it, but if you're, you know, alternating between the same body, or is it two characters? It's, it's two same, characters yeah, in one same, body. In one body. Yeah, they're her, uh, it's a hermaphrodite. They're just okay. putting, they're, they just can't say that. Oh, okay. Is that what it is? All right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's a localization. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm more interested in the fact that it's coming to the Wii and the PlayStation 3. Yeah. And it's going to be move compatible. On the PS- <laughs> it sounds like the Wii, uh, the PS3 version might be better, you know, as far as graphics. and go. I guess the Wii will have motion control as well. So control and again, might- it could just be kind of upscaled from the Wii and still look horrible, and, except it's on the PS3. Oh, that, now you've got me totally excited for it, Michael. All right. <laughs> Upscale PlayStation Blue. Oh, right, right. I hey. forgot she's here. Hold on. I think you just I think you just fragged my my sarcasm detector. I need to bring in a consultant for this one. Kevin Butler says <laughs> PlayStation Move is going to be great with Rune Factory Oceans. I All can right, see Anna, Anna, we've got the new Harvest Moon is about no, a transgendered individual with oh, motion not control. Transgender. Rune How? Factory. <laughs> They're two <laughs> souls in one body. Yeah, they're hermaphrodite. Hermaphrodite. <laughs> Not that either. Are you oh, excited God. about this one? <laughs> I see. Mix and a whole bunch of people are like squee jump up and down, and I'm why? sort of like. Mm. Wait, why are they like squee up, up jumping down? There's oceans. They love hermaphrodites. Like <laughs> uh, no, because it sounds like a really cool concept, but at the oh, same okay. time, I sort of feel like this is a concept that can be done either incredibly right or horribly, horribly wrong. Have you it's ever seen like an example of it done before? What? Um, Has this ever been done before? And did outside it not- of an H game. <laughs> Even in the H games, did it did it work well or did it fail? Yeah, I mean, there, there's been a couple. Okay. You have both parts. <laughs> no, Master Chief's right. Knowing Fuda. the boy, he probably gets pervy with the bottle with the body, and the girl gets pissed. So that's one way to say buy one get one free. <laughs> okay, I'm not discussing Fuda on the podcast. We're gonna get slapped with warnings, but no, I mean. Uh-huh. I don't know. This this is part of the problem is we don't know enough about the game. Oh, we know enough. We know way more. Oh, oh <laughs> and you know what makes even more sense? What makes even more sense is the fact that you can either waggle the Wii remote or the PlayStation Move controller. Ooh. So I think we all know what this is. <laughs> um, it's time to go exploring. You, I mean, here's... Oh, God, Chris. <laughs> Plain doctor. Kill me now. What color does the ball turn? Wait. <clears throat> For example, a, a salient detail that might be important to know now that you guys are done perving is what how they represent themselves when they're in control. So if the body magically changes into the male when they're the guy and magically changes into the female when the girl, we're going to be a lot safer then. Mm. And we yeah. won't oh, have oh, these, we, we these need a safe word? Aggling. A safe word. You always need a safe word. Yeah. Uh, Green 
Our safe word Yellow is Mountain Dew. Red doesn't work for you. Apparently not. Our safe word is Mountain Dew. See, but yeah, I might Mountain request Dew. that. Freaky sex. <laughs> this is gone off. Uh, are, does anybody really care about this? Does anybody? Oh, oh, Anna and Sam. <laughs> no, and there was someone else. I think there it was, was somebody else. I'm justified. No, Sam no, doesn't no. Even I'm play. going to forums right now. Sam doesn't even want to play forums. Rune Factory Three, let alone. No, no, she was totally squee. Hang on, Rune Factory. I know she was. I heard her. You know, until there's a oh, new Legend God. of the River King. It says, I wanted flails and Zalgod's Mesa concept. Wheel said it sounds pretty good. And Bane said he wanted it. Ha. Huh. That's good four people. Them. I hope they get enough pre-orders. <laughs> At least four. You know, so. you know what? Well, oh, He's in Australia. The pre-order oh. bonus for this thing could be fantastic. That's right. And also, a doll with both a penis and breasts? Yeah, I'm going to put that on my shelf next to Cthulhu. Implants. It's very M-rated. This would be the first M-rated. I thought he was eating a chocobo. No, he got tired of chicken last week. Oh, okay. So Sam was Sam actually was making some snide comment about my Harvest Moon plushie. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go make Cthulhu eat the cow. And I got up and I went to my shelf and I put the chocobo on the top shelf and I put a cow in Cthulhu's mouth and he's been eating it ever since. And he wanted beef. Mm-hmm. That's what's for dinner. Boom. Mm-hmm. So are we done with news? Is that it? No, yes. no, no, no. There's more. Oh no, there's more. There is. But wait, there's more. There's one more. <laughs> oh, there's got to be a better way. So there's and, a rather popular okay. game out, and it got a big patch. Oh, okay. I see this story. What? What game? Uh, some some Rune company. Rune Factory Two. Yeah, Rune Factory Two. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's some company. Made, it's it's a weird company. They are named after a snowstorm. We don't understand it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Snowball and Studios? Yeah, Snowball. Snowball, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. That, that, that no. goes back to the each games. No, so while 4.0 came out, so this is uh, the groundwork for Cataclysm, and basically they took WoW and said, yeah, we're going to change the whole thing. Um, that was six years ago, guys. Come on. <laughs> right. So the, the, the Cataclysm, the well, the first patch of patches leading to Cataclysm is dropped. And they've changed the entire stat system. They've changed the uh, gr- glyph system. They've changed all your talents. All that, all those changes are in there. All the balancing stuff has been changed. Um, so now's the time to go and screw with people with weird combos that they haven't patched out yet. So. The only yep. problem is, is that they've completely reworked the way that AOE works. So... Um, a friend of mine, Ninji, he plays on the European servers. He was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to practice with my paladin by going into the new stockades. And he, like, gathered up a whole bunch of mobs like you normally do as a paladin. And he dropped the consecrate, and then he did whatever ret spell that he has that kills everything. And didn't kill anything. Oh, man. God, level was... 80 in a level 20 dungeon and killed nothing with his biggest attacks. That sounds uh, like something that needs to be patched. Yeah, that I'm not awesome. sure what's going on there. I'm not sure if that was just him not understanding how everything works now. And I mean, the other thing is paladins don't have mana anymore. They have their woohoo power. Spirit power, right. Uh, other yeah, than the, wow, what? Really? Jeez. Other holy than juice. The little things like that. The yeah, they have holy power. Minor stuff. Is there any major stuff that's come out that's interesting? Well, yeah, there's a major event going on right now leading up to the Cataclysm. Tell us about it. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it because I'm not subscribed at the moment. As far as I know, there's no real That's event cool. yet. Um, okay, it's I don't know where upcoming. the event is. There's earthquakes going on like every few minutes. Earthquake! Okay. So if you sign rain. on at a certain time, do you get to see the cataclysm take place? Or that would be really cool. Don't no, no, yet. Uh, probably not. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're so, gonna do like probably, an FMV thing. Probably won't that be that black and white. Yeah, it'll and... probably be when you log in with the cataclysm right. expansion installed. You will see some sort of FMV to the cataclysm. Have any of y'all been playing the beta of Cataclysm? Yeah, I have. Nope. I have. Nope. I played a little bit of it. I played some. Really? Yeah, I did the Worgen starting zone. What did you think of it? I thought it was really interesting. You know what's funny? Is as much as I really dug the Worgen starting area, the goblin area is even better. I just never have one. Goblins. You get to ride around in a car and run people over, and they cuss at you when you do it. But I'll, I'll have to say I was very impressed by the way they did the Worgen starting zone. It was actually interesting and fun to jump into. Quick and easy. Now, now. All that. Mm-hmm. And I hate MMOs, so don't get any ideas. <laughs> well, I've I was just wondering, the trolls are getting a new starting zone, right? I like that uh, they're yeah, going to have a city have now. Their own starting zone. I've actually played through it. Yes, and it's, it's actually called, called, It is different. It's called yeah. the latest updates forum on RP Gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I don't read RP Gamer. <laughs> what? RP Gamer? <laughs> um, the new troll starting cool. area. The new troll starting zone. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh... Okay. <laughs> so, uh, anything else about WoW? Anything really cool? Uh, have Have you played through the starting area of the of the trolls, Mac? Uh, vaguely. Okay, it actually goes Very through the story of how um, Garrosh actually like kicks Senjin out of Orgamar, and Senjin's like, "Someday I'm gonna come and assassinate you, Mon." I'll stop you there and just say I hate trolls, so I never played it. So What's your problem, Mon? What's your problem with the trolls? That's more Russian <laughs> or German, something. I don't know. I must be racist. I'm not going to run out. Jamaican accent. I'm not going to run out by Cataclysm, but it was fun to play because it was free to play. So I did play it because <laughs> right. it's just a beta. So and I mean, that's that's sort of the thing that I'm not sure about. Is you know, at this point, I'm playing 14, and it sounds like I'm going get, to get an extra 30 days, or I can buy the box and get an extra 60 days. And this is so, what happened to me with WoW is I jumped in and transferred one of my characters over, my only level high level character that I had, like forty seven or some crap like that. Not even <laughs> and I was like I in the middle I was in the middle of Duskwood or somewhere and I had no idea where I was because the whole I mean it was really, really messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually I love oh. it. Um you go to Ashenvale, uh it's one of the er Astronar. Dark Shrine. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's I was thinking I of the cities. Dark. Yeah, Dark Shore is totally different because yeah, the golf. main city, yeah, the main city you used to go to is completely decimated. It's almost under, completely underwater. They've set up yeah. a new temporary camp and there's a giant freaking tornado in the middle of the zone. And there's somebody controlling and there's it. There's somebody in it. Yeah, it's uh, Malfur- uh, Malfurion Storm Range. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. This is the thing I'll say about WoW and then I'll shut up about it is this is the way to refresh a system because, I mean, as 
you know, I didn't play WoW very long at all, as you can tell. Level 47 character being my highest level, I played for maybe six, eight months and very, very casually at that. But mm-hmm. just the fact that jumping in there and seeing all this stuff that, you know, people would normally do over and over and over again, seeing it new and refreshed, I think that's, uh, it's probably the smartest thing they could have done here. Right. And I mean, I'm actually totally impressed by how they, they, they did their homework, like things that they screwed up two, four, six years ago there, they've gone and resolved it. Like, you know how you used to start out and by level 10, you had some crappy brown vest and you had purple underwear and teeny tiny sandals. And you're like, wow, my character looks like a complete tool. Yes. And that actually turns a lot of people off. Like the aesthetic is so important to some people. And at this point now what they've That's done the is you get, played. well, That's all you. I played in MMO4 was gear. That's the yeah. only reason I ever played any. You want to be pretty and witty and gay? Um, <laughs> Because my little warlock looked really cool, but I never got up far enough to get any of the raid gear that looked, you know, like super cool. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, one of the things that they've done is they, they have taken into consideration the aesthetics. So by level 8, you have your first set. It doesn't have any set bonuses or anything, but it all looks alike and it all has, like, realistic stats. Everything has stamina on it now as you're leveling up. I think I hit level 10, and I had like a 1,000 stamina already. And I remember at some points I was level 55 and going to Outlands, and I had 1,500 uh, health. So mm. definitely fix that one. Stamina scales so much better at lower levels now. And well. as you're moving from set to set, particularly up to and including about 20 to 25, they've made it so that even if stuff isn't in the same quote-unquote set, it still doesn't look completely retarded together. That's good. And I hate to cut you off. I think we put everybody else to sleep, though. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's only so much we can do with WoW. Yes. But that's cool. For another day. Uh, the art style well, that was always news, right? That's all news. Yep. News well, is done. Ladies and gentlemen, we have completed news. I'm playing news. Choaniki, and it's very, very strange. Yes, I'm yes, still playing 14. It's one of the very, strangest very series I've ever seen come out of Japan, and that's saying oh, something. Oh, crap. You're still playing 14, Noodle? We're supposed to be getting together for like a group picture for the Link Shell, but oh, that's right. there's these dudes that keep aggroing us, so it's like, who picked this area? <laughs> Stupid people. No one can get to because there's aggro mobs. That's the best place to take a picture. <laughs> All right. So. This is like having a funeral in winter spring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that it. was a wise move, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so what's next? What do we do now? Uh, so now it's time for our picks and avoids of the week. So first yeah, there's off, no feel for a deal or new releases. Do we have new releases? Yes, yeah, so we do. Um, we could do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. We had Arcania? new releases. I'll take the when new releases. That was last. New releases this week. We had. Here's what we have for new releases. We have upcoming Arcanius Gothic 4. Which was pushed from which last was, week, apparently, because we had yeah. that in the list um, last week. They sent out a fresh release, and Ar- it was delayed a Ar- week. Arcania. Arcania. I don't pronounce anything right. I'm no, no, no. It doesn't have an N on the end. Arcania. I didn't say Arcania, and I said Ar- Yeah, you did. Arcanius or something crappy. Crazy like southern people. Put an S on the end of it. Gothic 4, yeah, it got delayed a week, I think. Um, story. I 19th is it's it's going to be out. 
it was supposed to be the 12th. Now it's the 19th. There's also Blazing Souls Isolate. Yeah, another made-up Japanese word. That is basically a Idea Factory tactical RPG for the PSP. So, yeah, next game. Everyone runs screaming. (laughs) Next game coming out is Costume Quest on the 20th. Yeah. For download. Double fine. Wait, Costume Quest is next week? Yeah, it's the 20th. I put that in the outline and I didn't even realize that. Yeah. That game game looks so awesome. It does. It does? It does. You see an art. You're going out trick or treating. Where's the awesome part? The RPG what? You're a little kid, and then you, you you turn into a big ass robot, or a knight, or a dragon, or a ghost, or it, it, it's like what every kid wants Halloween to be like. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just wonder if you have like different costumes you actually get, or if it's just yeah. those people having their no, same. No, you, you 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 get more costumes as you go along. Oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, we've got that. Uh, we did have some reviews go up this week. Oh no, I'm missing. Uh, Fallout New Vegas is also coming out on Tuesday. Yep. And the game, apparently all reviews for it are embargoed until the 19th. Yep. So, so nobody's going to give us an exclusive anything. on it. Yeah, right nobody's going to say anything. Right now. I have been playing it. You have? So, yes. Oh. Pass so, fail. So <laughs> reviews it's, are embargoed. That doesn't mean impressions aren't. Yeah, actually it does. Because oh. uh, yeah. their email did say impressions were embargoed. Oh, but. Uh, and I don't they know why, guns. but I'm going to push the envelope and say it's like Fallout 3, and I'm <laughs> still addicted to it. All right. So it's, nothing has well, turned see, me see, now off. earlier when you were saying Mad Hatter should buy Fallout 3 New Vegas. There was a reason for uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. All right. So did they send you the collector's edition? No. Oh, okay. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I think we've identified that particular collector's edition. is not that essential. And there's, and uh, there's no, no we did not. Of, you did, and I completely disagreed with you. Because There's of the coin? Co- no, because of a good... No, I'm not going to get into this again. Because of what? <laughs> the case? I'm not going to get into this again. I don't remember you say You you wrote off the Fable 3 Collector's Edition. I can't see why you wouldn't want the uh, Fallout 3 one. The Fable 3 one is garbage, man. Have you seen what's in there? Yeah, it's yeah, like not much more than... <laughs> is it a moldy cup? <laughs> yeah, Chris caught that. <laughs> and a deck of cards. <laughs> the cards might be more fun. <laughs> Maybe more so than the game. What, what well, are you the looking forward a... to in Fallout 3's collector's edition? Not the coins. The graphic but... novel. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. They should release that separate. There's a trailer. There's a what's it called? You can you can download a preview of the graphic novel from iTunes to get it. And I read it, and it looks pretty good. The art style is really nice too. You have to download it from iTunes? It's kind of weird. It's just a preview. It's like a 12-page preview. Hmm. I'll just say this much: if if anybody liked Fallout 3, so far I've found no reason whatsoever not to like New Vegas, unless you just don't want to play any more Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. So, if you want more, play more. You got it. And that's I'll it. And there's, absolutely, there's no way in the world I'm going to have the review ready by Tuesday, because you know it's, it's a huge long. game. By the way, if a like, boss shoots a big, giant green bean at you, don't be inside of it. I just yeah. <laughs> that's in the game. Gaia I never would have guessed that. Yeah. Well, are you good. playing Fallout Three, Chris? Finally? No, I'm playing uh, Gaia Seed because Sonic Three Four was too hard for me. Apparently, Choaniki scared him away. Apparently, Choaniki so. scared me away. Yes. Is that the one with the men who? Yes. Never mind. Yes. Yep. 
you run and you pose, right? You know what's uh, no. coming out you're the week of, after next? You're thinking muscle men. What comes out oh, the week okay. after next? You know what comes out the week after next? What comes Fable out the th- week after next? Fable 3, which nice. many, you know, thinks is crap. No, I think the game is awesome, but the collection edition is kind of shite. No. Did you, uh, did you see yesterday, um, Fable 2, episode 1 at least, was free on Xbox 360. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I wonder if that was accidental. No, uh, E E tweeted about it, said uh, episode one is free, so oh, go cool. get it. But it seems to be U.S. only. Yeah, it's, you know, that's it's also stupid Microsoft. ZHPs also. And it wasn't out. very clear that it was only episode one, but oh, oh well, doesn't matter. I guess. No, that one's been free for a while, hasn't it? Episode one of Fable Three or yeah, Fable Two? Fable Two. Yeah. Who cares? I don't know. It was it hit news yesterday. Got people just, playing the, you know the, the damn NRC. store is such a pain in the ass to use. People probably didn't understand that nothing was new, and it was like people were looking at it for the first time and thought it was news. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, yeah, ZHP. We've got somebody playing. Should have a review of that up before release in a couple weeks. And he seemed to like that game. But I that's can't the think. one where the superhero <laughs> dies. You become the new superhero. Yeah. Yep. But uh, in bringing it back to actual reviews that we had, we had a couple go up this week. Uh, Dawn of Heroes for the DS got released early in September and finally got a review for that. And it got a two of five. Very bad, (laughs) unbalanced challenge. And less than 20 hours, but apparently it's a tactical RPG that tries to do new stuff but doesn't really do them well. And then Nights in the Nightmare PSP version did really well and got a 4.5. Because apparently the little analog nub is not too bad for combat after all. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was quite surprised at that. I thought Nights in the Nightmare would kind of only really work on the DS because of the touchscreen controls. But uh, apparently I've been proved wrong on that. Yeah, he said there's a diff- uh, there's speed sliders on how fast you want the wrist to move. So apparently it's adjustable in there and really cool. And I really love the button that Noodle made for Nights in the Nightmare. It looks awesome. So. Oh, thanks. No problem. <clears throat> yeah. Good I think stuff. That's all, that's all to say about reviews for now, I think. Want to hit up picks? Yeah. Manny, can you kick us off? Yeah, my pick this week was cough medicine. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> How'd that work? How are the graphics? Uh, well, I saw some pretty colors and some strange shapes, so it was quite nice. That sounds good. I'll I gave it two fever-inducing thumbs up out of five. <laughs> That's not a very right. good. In all score. seriousness, I was sick as a dog this whole week. Mm-hmm. So you should have been so, at home playing lots of games. Yeah. I, I don't, no, I would never play. I would never play a game I care about when I'm when sick. sick? Yeah, because then I just wouldn't enjoy you it. I wouldn't. Just, I wouldn't lost comprehend it. the story. You've lost I it. You've lost it. You've lost your youth. Sick days. No, are no, I would to be never. Never. No, are you kidding me? I am the most. Like, when it comes to me gaming time, if it is not absolutely silent, if there's glare on my TV, if people are talking, I just won't play. I need it to be, I need a good experience. I don't want any distractions whatsoever. You, didn't, didn't you used to be able to do with, like, a 19-inch TV with mono sound in the corner of a, be- of a bedroom? Come on. Yeah, Did but then again, I was, like, conditions? playing, like, the same game that I've had for, like, the last six months. I was a kid one game. <laughs> you got to learn to multitask. Come on. <laughs> multitask being sick and playing a game yeah is that how we some ADD that meds in there and you'll be fine yeah I could just play 14 because you're not going to enjoy it anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> or the free Fable 2 that just came out. Oh, man. Fable 2 doesn't exist because it has no... Wait, that's here. not true. I did play one game. <laughs> All right, tell and us. And th- th- where story did not matter. And that was, um, I finished Saints Row 2. Nice. Yeah. Do you done, like it? Uh, done shooting poop all over the city? You only do uh, that in a couple of missions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and, the, right. and that entire side quest. I own that city now. There you go. If anyone wants to play today with me, we can go wander around. It'd be fun. I do Wait, not have Saints Row 2. That, yeah, does it have co-op? Yeah, it's yes, the full, it whole game is full online co-op. Oh, I didn't know that. Half the achievements are uh, for you doing the game with somebody else. I'm a PC gamer. I don't care about achievements, man. <laughs> Saints Row 2 is on the PC anyway. Mm-hmm. Play it there. You don't care about Steve Chivos? No. <laughs> you and this word. Chivos. <laughs> Blame Penny Chivos? Is that what you... Oh, yeah. Do you know that means goats? Stupid <laughs> In Spanish? Thank you for ruining that. <laughs> My goats. <laughs> I got my goats. Where my goats at? Um, is that all you play? <laughs> Apparently, you yeah, played main sick. Yeah, that's right. He was sick. Give him a break. Why? Are you, why are you harassing him, Kiro? Why yeah, man. Why are you harassing me, man? Yeah, what's wrong? <clears throat> what you get, get off like? my back, man? All right, <laughs> Sarah. Off, man. Sarah, completely different perspective. Hi. What did you? What's your pick or avoid this week? Um. Could I have to go with fourteen? Again, that is pretty much the only thing I've played this this, <laughs> this week. Month. <laughs> this month, I played up eleven too. Play eleven. Oh, <laughs> much oh man, I I played a wide assortment of games. I know. Yep. <laughs> wow. It's silence. John, help me. <clears throat> Uh, well actually um, the the reason why I I temporarily switched back to um, Guild Wars from from myself playing 14 was um, I noticed they'd put I don't know how long it's been there but they've put up a um, a calculator for determining um, which of your um, achievements and whatnot will carry over into Guild Wars 2 I mean I know Guild Wars 2 isn't due yeah. isn't due out for quite some time. But um, if you have um, Guild Wars Eye of the North, you'll probably know about the um, the Hall of Monuments, which displays your... Um, displays statues of your various achievements in the game. There's now a website where if you plug your Guild Wars character name into it, it tells you what you unlock if you link your character accounts. So mostly I've actually just been doing stuff this week towards uh <laughs> towards that really right cool not a lot of MMOs have carryover if they did that in EverQuest 2 it might have been a lot more popular <laughs> I, 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 I've been, been playing a couple of other things but they've mostly been non-RPG related so, but the, so that's the RPG pick for this week mm-hmm. that's fine Mm, RPG. What did I do? I played uh, mostly 14 and a little Civ 5. Some <laughs> iPhone games. Didn't I play some iPhone games? What did I download? Let's see if there's something good. You know, I played Sonic 4, most of it, this morning. So why don't I talk about that? 
Yeah. <laughs> so is it Sonic? Yeah, it's Sonic. It plays well. Oh, hey. It's just like Sonic. Um, there's some First frustrating. There's some frustrating moments though, and I guess that really is just like Sonic. Um, especially <laughs> oh, the, the final last boss. boss. Sonic Two was always. I could beat the final boss of Sonic Two though, and this one I'm having issues with. This is Sonic Four, man. Yeah. It's like twice as hard. People watching the live stream saw me die against it again and again and again, and you probably heard about it earlier in the podcast. So, (laughs) yeah, because we were already talking about it. Um, But the game itself is good. Um, 15 bucks is probably a bit much, but I don't know what I'm basing that on, just other than, you know, everyone's supposed to bitch about a game that's only three hours long being $15, right? Yes. We've decided that's that's what you're supposed to do. So? But, um, (laughs) you know. Did you play uh, Heavenly Sword? I paid sixty dollars for that yeah. too. You got that? that uh, yeah, that that cost you more per hour. Oh yeah, I'm not happy about it. But you know, Sonic, you 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 know, the games are always short, and you can replay a lot. So yeah, and they have the, the the speed run achievements and the point achievements, leaderboards, all that's that right. Stuff. They got all that in here, so there's plenty of plenty of stuff to play, and then you can wait yeah. for the next one. And it's like a full Sonic game. It's not like uh, you know they've got the full. Um, conflict it's with full Robotnik. As an episodic Sonic game can be. Well, I know it's like uh, it's an episode, but they they take you through a number of zones. The third zone's really good, actually. I really appreciate it. The industrial one or the no, casino? No, the cave. <coughs> oh. Lost Labyrinth. Yeah, like the especially the zone where it's all dark. Which one have we been watching you die on over and over? That was uh, the industrial one. one. Well, yeah, that was the industrial one. Okay. The hard. Metropolis Zone ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. So if you like Sonic 2, play Sonic One, four. two, three, Knuckles, just get this. Yep. Or if you liked um, Sonic Rush, Sonic Rush Adventure, done by the same people. So. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. Good stuff. It's uh, 15 bucks PSN Xbox Live. So that's a pick. Um, you, you know, if you, if you think it's too much, wait for it to drop to 10 definitely worth it at 10. Or just wait for all three episodes to come yeah, out. Yeah, there'll probably be some sort of bundle eventually, you know. Yeah, because they were being really evasive about, you know, oh, we, we, we don't know, you know, we're not going to talk about how many episodes are going to come out. And like five minutes later into the press conference, but when the next two episodes come out, we'll add some more stuff. And I was like, all right. Um, so three. Confirmed. Right. So, yeah. That'll probably be a bundle. Eventually, maybe. Mm-hmm. You would think. Play anything else? Um, just stuff I'm playing today for Extra Life. Other than that, like I said, it's been 14 and Civ 5, which is still No good. more Demon Souls? Weren't you playing that last year? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought about playing Demon Souls again this year, but I realized people would still be watching me die at the same parts. Kind of like Sonic. Yeah, but like the same parts up. as last year. <laughs> kind of like yeah, Sonic. Yeah, you're dying in a new you game. Left off. Yeah. yeah, basically... I haven't played much since Last Extra Life. Tried to, but I just can't get to that big Tower Knight boss again. I think we're all trying to get to that big Tower Knight boss in our life. (laughs) Uh, Kira, what did you play? I played two RPGs. I played a bunch of games, but uh, RPG-wise, I've been playing a lot of Lord of the Rings online. Like, a lot of Lord of the Rings online. Um, it went free-to-play, as was news, you know, a few weeks ago. Uh, first thing I did as soon as I got in, I started looking for a guild. I found a bunch of good people, and, you know, we've been doing instance runs. Um, they're kind of weird, though, because they're an RP guild, 
And sometimes they'll have events where they do like readings from the book and all this other stuff. So it's a little awkward. Oh, I didn't know they were RP. Yeah, well, I didn't, that a I lot, didn't agree to that when I signed up. It's not an RP guild. Oh. It's just that most of the guildies like, like to, to RP. Okay, yeah. it's the Ministry of Silly Pies on Crick Hollow, and I joined them too. And I'm yes. I'm looking forward to a time when I have more time for that game because I'd like to hang out with those guys and do some stuff. But it sounds fun. Anyone who calls yeah, themselves cool the Ministry game. of Silly Pies is okay in my book. Mm-hmm. And we own most of a neighborhood in in in, in the Shire. Um, yeah, they didn't invite me into that yet, but I haven't been playing enough. So, so you're well, you, you need to be lo- you know you, you need a gold <laughs> to buy a house, so it'll be a while. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing that, and I also went back to a game that I absolutely adored. Probably wasn't hugely popular, but I've been playing a lot of Jade Empire. Um, there's a bio in like crazy Asian land, and yeah, no, it's really really fun. Have you guys played AJ Empire? I have not. Uh, I own a copy of it, but I didn't really like it. <laughs> it it's different. It, it, it's a Bioware joint, uh, so it has all your uh, and tons of dialogue and whatnot. But the combat system is very actiony, and that is usually where I find most people either hate or love it. Ah, I'll take games with lesbian kisses. I didn't play for five hundred. What? Isn't that what Jade Empire is famous for? The lesbian kiss scene at the end? Oh. Okay. No, I, th- I, thought I thought it was famous made... for making Asian people seem silly. I thought you were... You may be getting confused with Mass Effect. <laughs> no, Wait, but there's also... Mass Effect makes Asian people look silly? It's in, it's in Jade Empire. There's only one Asian person in Mass Effect, and that's that reporter that you punch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bioware hates Asian people. <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I, I, I... Is Kiro dead? He keeps yeah. He keeps dropping packets. It's Jade Empire. It's constant. Yeah, it's not that important. Um, <laughs> they, they, they know too much. All right. So who have we, who have we missed? Anna. Anna. Hello. Hello. This is where you talk, Anna. Would you play? Uh, I guess I don't have good music going right now. Hang on one second. Oh, hang on. See if music? I can turn it up. What enough. do you need music? <laughs> the theme music. Is that loud enough that people can hear it? The shaft. No, it is. Hi. I'm surprised you guys don't recognize the level of music. Don't no. like nope. Persona-ish. For what? It is Persona-ish. It's Persona 3 PSP. Oh. Nice. Do I win? Oh, they didn't change the, the level of music? Nope. Do I win but anything I'm... this contest? Yes, you win my adulation. You can send your it's prize. It's a consolation prize. But yeah, I, uh, I'm playing as the girl. To see what the difference is, uh, I found two instances where I've been called. Did you finish Persona Four yet? No. No. You've already started a replay of three. So wrong. Well, this isn't technically a replay since I beat three on the PS2, and I never played FES. Yeah, F- I don't yes. know that FES justifies a replay. <laughs> sure it does. Okay. Is what is going on with the microphones there? 
Easy there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't me this time. So tell us awesomeness of Persona 3 Portable. Um, you get to play as a girl. And uh, it's on a portable what? system. That is pretty And, ooh, so you know how in the Valve Room there's normally Elizabeth? Yeah. Well, in this one, you get to choose between a girl and a guy. And the guy is named Theodore. And, oh my god, he's so hot. Oh. I, I got to go choose on. him, by the way. Are, are you a girl trapped in a man's so body? Hot. No. Yeah, no, do, do Elizabeth and Theodore share a body and trade? Yeah, no. yeah, are they the same person? But, no, you know, the are? no, oh. no. Although you get, you get like to it. choose. So, I mean, if you're female, you can have Elizabeth or Theo. If you're male, you can have Elizabeth or Theo. Because it actually does give you the option. Atlas hates hermaphrodites. <sighs> so, yeah, going out on dates with Theo is hilarious. Because he has only a tentative grasp on reality outside of the Velvet Room. Didn't Elizabeth so only have a tentative grasp? I don't know. Again, yeah. that's FES content. Yes. The correct answer is yes. Thank you. So, I Explore. mean, he goes up to the fountain and he's like, look, it's a washroom. And I'm like, no, it isn't. <laughs> Because I got to take him on a date, on a date, walking around the mall. He's so cute, and some of the uh, social links have either changed who they are, or changed location, or both. Nice. Like um, the magician, I can't remember. Was the magician the fat kid or Kenji? Kenji. Kenji. Right. He was in love with the teacher. Now it's Junpei. Ah. Yep. But Kenji's storyline was awesome. Why would they take that out? Um, because they, yeah, they they tie it into your sports instead. Because the girl who runs the tennis club or um, the badminton club uh, is in love with Kenji. So you still actually get oh, that story from you her just side. Get it from the other side, right? So it's that's really interesting, said. right? So that's right. But um, yeah. I, I definitely dig the changes. It's enough the same that I like it, and it's enough different that I'm not bored. So, two very enthusiastic claws up. I fully support oh. her claws up. It's really, really good. I haven't tried Persona 3 yet. I probably should, because I really enjoyed Persona 4. Um, if you have a PSP, this would probably be the version that I recommend. Otherwise, get FES. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Get FES for the PS2. Because mm-hmm. I definitely like the changes. That, that FES brought in. Without a doubt. Yes, I had the battle bikini on both Mitsuru and Yukari, and I was so sad when I got new armor. <laughs> Nobody says you have to change. Well, they were getting beat up a little, so I had to do better armor. It's the price you pay for sexiness. I know. But Give at the moment, I'm using a very big hockey stick that says Atlas on it. This is my weapon. It's a good product placement. I didn't know that. Yeah, happened. yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was kind of awesome, too. I'm just glad Kentucky Fried Chicken, chicken isn't it. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I want a social link with him. Uh, saying that in your voice, Mac, is just classic. I said I want to get Colonel Sanders in a social link. <laughs> No, I don't know. I'd buy him more if you said Alma beer. There's a lot of accents floating around here. Yes, yes, there is. 
That's what I said. Top of the morning to you. No. Have I not gone? Did I not go yet? Or are you Uh, dead? I don't know. I think anything else awesome. What did you? Yeah, you played New Vegas. Did you play anything else awesome? Anna, me? I've been playing a lot of stuff. New Vegas. I've been playing 14 with Chris, and I'm just very happy. Um. I guess you missed it. Did you hear a rant on it earlier? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I did pick that up. It's just for me, the game has a lot of flaws. But I still like it in spite of that. Probably because I'm in an awesome link shell. See, I think that's yeah, pretty much just corroborates what we said, really. Yeah. Those of if us that a, are enjoying it are in a massive link shell. You're in a really good, if you're in a good link shell, you'll probably enjoy the game. If you're in a crappy link shell that everybody complains about how much the game sucks and how they're never coming back, then you're not going to enjoy the game. Even though they come back so, the next day. They do yeah. come back. Those people don't deserve to complain. Yeah. No, people should be shot painfully. Not that we know anyone like that. Nope, nope, sure don't. Nope, not at all. Anyways, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I played a lot of crap over the past week. And like. I know it's been forever since I've been on here, but I'm not going to drag on everything. But Dragon Quest Nine, playing that. Yeah, y'all talked that to death. Um, actually enjoying it a lot more the closer you get to the end, so... Near. Any of y'all tried Near? No. I no. looked at it. <laughs> I have not played it. That was my impression initially, and I think that was everybody's impression initially, is looking at the screenshots and all the stuff that came out about it. It looked like total and utter garbage. But that is probably the most fun I've had with a low-budget kind of game in forever. Mm-hmm. And Near is something I would highly recommend. Anybody that's slightly interested, find it cheap. You know, I don't care, you know, if you didn't buy it at release, whatever. Find it cheap, try it out. It is definitely worth it. It's kind of a Zelda-style game with a lot more RPG uh, content. But, you know, you've got dungeons, you've got cool boss fights, you've got a very interesting story. The way they do new ending, uh, new game plus stuff is really interesting. You don't have to go back through the entire crappy part of the game again just the cool last quarter of the game again. So I would highly recommend Nier. It was probably, it was a game I really didn't think I'd like, but I finally started listening to other people saying, you know what, give it a shot. I did, and I'm glad I did. So, good stuff. And yeah, like I said, played about five hours at New Vegas yesterday. Can't say much more, unfortunately. (laughs) bastard. (laughs) I can't believe they're even embargoing impressions on this. Nobody ever does that. I think they're afraid people aren't going to like it, and I don't know why. Um, no, I've had a couple companies embargo impressions. In fact, I have a new Alawar game, actually, to play today while we're doing uh, Extra Life, and yeah. impressions are embargoed. The only time I've ever had impressions embargoed, they never were embargoed the same day as the review. Right, so, like Atlas has done like that. A- yeah, there's like, oh, you can do impressions here and then reviews here, but no, you can't say anything about it until release, which is crazy. People have demoed the game already, but whatever. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, Dragon Quest fun. Nier's fun. Uh, still waiting on Ease, Oath and Felgana to come out and try that out too. I'm looking forward to giving that a shot. So, yeah, that's been my plan. 
I don't think I've played anything else. I've been playing a lot of PSP stuff. Valkyria Chronicles 2 beat that a while back. Kind of fun. Yeah. A lot of PSP stuff. I love the PSP. That's all I've got. You don't have to wait on me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think everyone is just playing games for extra life right now. So. I know. I need to get back to killing these trolls. That's what I'm doing right now. And Dragon Quest is trying to kill these stupid trolls in the final dungeon. It's always the trolls. Keep killing my healer. Stupid game. I'm starting to sound like Michael. <laughs> <laughs> He's been playing that a lot, too. Holy crap, I'm playing Dragon Quest, and I'm complaining. I'm playing it on the podcast. I really am sounding like Michael. Yeah. You should start spelling your name with a K now. No, I'm spelling mine right. <laughs> so. Yeah, and you don't get called Mikhail all the time. <laughs> Mikhail. Hello, Mikhail. Thankfully not. Let's call him Miguel. Mikhail. Mikhail. So awesome. Yeah. Wow, that that, uh, that uh, wise thread on the latest updates what really cleaned out. No, oh, no, you did yeah. not just say wise. I, I, I don't Ease. know this series. Ease. Ease. It's Whatever. pronounced like E-A-S-E. It's Anything Ease. but wise. Whatever. You're going to... You're gonna if, you make, look, if you, you look at Falcon like cry. every single one of our stories and stuff, um, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're all making easy puns. Well, yeah, I'm in the news department. It's my job to make these puns. Well, yeah, but I mean, even like my in Ark of Mission review is called Easing the Ark. You're in the department of... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think um, the Oath and Felgana is even coming out in this country. You'll have it's to supposed it. to for PSN, I believe, but not physical release. I think you get to download it eventually. So, Sorry. <laughs> Anybody else have anything the rest of the year they're really even interested in? There's Kirby. a few games. Oh, Kirby. Kirby. We don't get Kirby until next year, you bastards. Oh. I, don't, I don't know what's out in the rest of the year, so it's hard for me to answer that. Uh, yeah. I think the stuff oh, I'm getting... Um, oh, wait, Gran Turismo, right? I'm really pumped for that one. That comes out in a couple oh. of weeks, right? Yeah. Don't you love that? I like the setup. That's a good yeah. setup. I like it. Has Grand anybody Quest. cared about Gran Turismo in five years? I <laughs> it was announced five years I, I ago. Ish. Exactly. Nobody cares. Nobody cared then. Nobody cares now. I remember. Well, I, I cared now, but only because I like Gran Turismo. <laughs> they they had announced a Gran Turismo was supposed to be out within like three months of me starting, and I think I worked there for three years, and I think when I quit, it had just come out. DC Universe Online is coming out. November. That was yeah. Gran Turismo. Nobody still I mean, cares. 2010. The, the, well, and this is something that I put it on the forums. Like, the problem is, is that we already have a superhero. We've already had one successful superhero MMO and one dismally bad superhero MMO. Yeah. Champions Online. Oh, man. Bomb. We hardly it's, knew it's, you. It's the bad one. Yeah, yep. and you have City of, which right. is successful. Right. So the problem is, is that, you know, going what? off of what happened with Champions Online, does DC Universe have a chance at 
even being successful. Well, I, I I don't think that the reason Champions Online bombed was because there was already a good superhero MMO. It bombed because it was a bad superhero MMO. <laughs> it was just a bad MMO. No, the uh, yeah, but I mean, certain, some of the things that set Champions Online off on the wrong foot are things that are going on with DC Online, too. Like, delays. And it isn't even the fact that it's delayed. I mean, everything gets delayed. It's the video game industry. Nothing ever comes out on time. It's how they're handling the delays. I think the the irony is, though, is um, uh, Champions Online had the same um, like lead producer as City of Heroes before he sort of departed, uh, Jack Emeritt. Mm-hmm. who was originally the executive producer of City of Heroes. He then left the company um, and then made Champions Online, which sucked. Uh-huh. And City of Heroes has been a lot better since he left. So, <laughs> they got the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that if there is a trial or a beta, I will try it. Uh, just like I did with Champions, but I will not buy it <laughs> unless it's awesome. Uh, unlike STO, which I bought because I'm an idiot. STO so. seems to be getting better, but it's still far from perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, at this point, I think it's kind of like, do you like the Star Trek kind of world? Uh, yeah. I think we're at a point where the launch of an MMO isn't going to tell us enough because no launch is perfect. And everybody has rose-tinted glasses about how frigging awesome the WoW launch was. Like, oh my god, WoW was so much better than anything else when it was launched. And I'm like, no, it wasn't over the head. Yes, it was terrible. Like, no one wanted to do an escort quest for the first six months. God, I never, ever want to hear that the WoW launch was good because it sucked. Yeah, but people don't usually uh, bitch like they are about 14 either. Yeah, the the um, server stability issues as well, server queuing. You know what's funny? If you actually go back and read... Right, and at this point, every MMO is going to have a crappy start. It's how quickly they get from that crappy start into we are fixing everything that Here's I right. want to see. Why? Wow! And for me, Square Enix has done that really well. So did Blizzard. Yeah. Wow has gotten the rose-tinted glasses look back because they started out even the crappy stuff that they had wrong at was once. heads it was and shoulders cool. above EverQuest 2 and Ultima The game Online, was very, very, very playable. Yeah. And that was the one thing that really set them apart, and it was very casually playable, yeah. even at lunch. It, and it's, it's funny, because, I, I mean, this is the conversation that I had with SOE people, because yeah. I, I, you know, after the first year that it was out, like, it came out in November 2005, and I think this was November, December 2006, I said, what do you guys think of WoW? And uh, Don turned to me and said, well, we all sort of sat around the table and went, <laughs> that's what we did wrong. That's what we didn't do. Here's the thing. This is something that MMOs, not just MMOs, but RPGs in general, really need to nail down from the start, On regardless of MMO or console or handheld or whatever. If you come out with a game at launch and the interface is not friendly enough for anybody to pick up and do stuff with, you're going to have problems. It doesn't matter what it is. While had issues, yes, but the interface was settled enough to where you could do basic things easily all you need you just need fun grinding that's all you need 
And any RPG, it doesn't matter if it's a console RPG, an MMO, if you come out with something that has a crappy interface, that's, that is the key to getting something out there. It doesn't matter how fun your combat is. Anything can get old after a while. But if your interface is horrible, that's a, hard, that's a harder thing to shape up and get people to forgive. Yep. So, it's supposed to be fun time, yeah, not e- work time. EVE Online has been struggling with that for years. Which is funny because I think people that have been crashing. You wouldn't say that they've really been right. struggling, though, is the weird part. Yeah. It just it it boggles my mind that people complain about the fourteen interface because I find that the interface is one of the things that fourteen really has done right. No, it's so no. everything so, is movable. So terrible. Yeah, great. Everything's it's, movable, it's not that. but it's so. it, you can't interact with it like you can like normal Windows. <laughs> And yeah, look that's at WoW's true. interface. Compare it to this. I want to click on stuff. Have you have you tried the page down buttons in a window? Mm-hmm. It is one of the most infuriating experiences I've ever had with a window. <laughs> it's designed for a controller, and it was released first on a PC. That's the All fundamental right. issue with it. Here's the key thing between Final about Final Fantasy fourteen, Final Fantasy fourteen's launch, and Final Fantasy eleven's launch. We're seen from different perspectives yep. because we got Eleven's launch a year afterwards. But regardless, the problems that Fourteen has at launch were not there when the U.S. player base saw it, saw yep. Eleven at launch. So whether they should have waited an extra year before releasing it here, I don't know. But that was the big thing: is Eleven was a lot more playable because it had that time that Fourteen hasn't had. So. Yeah. Oh well. But I think the problem the problem there though is if um, Square Enix had held off, um, like say, not released fourteen outside of Japan for for the I think it was nine months or something before it hit hit US was the gap for eleven was uh, people would be complaining that it you know that they weren't releasing it. You, you'd have the people that would say, "Oh, I'd take it even if it was buggy because all I want to do is play it." Yep. I mean, mm. I think it's damned if you do and damned if you don't, really. Well, I've oft- I've often said that Square Square Enix has a fan base so large now that um, attempting to um, attempting to please all corners of it, like uh, Thirteen tried to do, will end up pleasing nobody. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is what gonna... I think. You know, a lot of people said that you know they needed to get out Fourteen before Cataclysm hit. I don't really think they have a huge overlap problem there honestly no because the people who want to play if the people who want to play world of warcraft will play world of warcraft people who don't yep. want to play world of warcraft will play something else the only thing i can see is them maybe thinking they could get people that were going to play these first couple months in their downtime before cataclysm came out before they jumped back into it possibly but i still don't even see that being a big deal no i don't see that either because um i mean they're giving you two months for free yep <clears throat> Now, besides, if if fourteen had come out in Japan only, and it had gotten the reception that it has gotten in Japan, you know, as a Square Enix investor, how how likely is it that you would want to you know fund a full port of this game to the U.S. before they fixed all those problems? So that would just mean like another year delay before it came out here, and they wouldn't have. Has had anyone? Has there been? Have most of the Japanese um, news outlets heated? Uh, Square Enix is cool for holding off on the reviews because I haven't seen a lot of input of from out out of Japan. Obviously, I've seen read a lot any. of the US coverage. I've seen nothing from out of Japan. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen almost fans, nothing other than I've fan seen nothing forum. that suggests what. The yeah, I have. I haven't seen anything of like any official coverage or anything like that. Just uh, you know, fan stuff. 
That, that's right. that's telling. That's interesting. I didn't so, that didn't click before now. That kind of leads me into another topic of discussion. And if you all don't want to continue this on the RPG cast, that's fine. But you know, I figured, hey, we're all here talking. Why not? Mm-hmm. What what about RPGs? What aspects do you all find the most forgivable if they're bad? And which aspects of RPGs do you find that have to be good or you don't care? Uh, music and graphics, I don't care about. Yep, I would agree a whole If, if the sound sucks, I turn it off. If the graphics suck, uh, damn well better have good gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to... It needs to have a story that I can click with. I don't care if it's cheesy. I don't care if it's corny. Because I loved Adventures to Go Story. It was so corny. It was terrible. But I loved it. Um, other than that, So a would good you say Diablo 2 needs a good story for you to like that style of gameplay? Torchlight um, story is important? Diablo? No, about Torchlight? The Torchlight, the Torchlight story is go it's, kill things, exactly. please. But what makes it good like is game? the combat system. Exactly. Which was the second thing I had on my list, and <laughs> you started stomping on me before I had a chance to elaborate. Yeah. That so. is the number one thing for me. It's combat. It has to play. Like, this is why I like The Last Remnant, and nobody else did. Because I hey, could I like less. Last Remnant. There we go. So that's two of us oh. in the world. I think that's the last time I was on RPG Cast. I was hounding you about not liking it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that game. The story sucks. The characters are forgettable. I mean, some of them, they, they're for you know, they're, they're super cliche concepts that have some uh, some good bits of writing to them, and you know, that's to their credit. The voice acting is 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 all right. All of that stuff, but all of that is irrelevant because the combat system is totally awesome. Granted, it's it's convoluted and it's really hard to kind of understand going in, but it was a cool system, so I liked that game. Um, but I think that when you're, especially when you're reviewing an RPG, you have to take all these things into consideration because combat for me is the most important aspect. But I know that there's people that would put story above that. I know that there's people that would put presentation above that. And, uh, you know, a lot of these games, you can consider a good game if all, if all it has is good combat and the story sucks. It, 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 it's kind of a – it's really hit and miss in that sense. Um, at that point, you start getting into the bias of what I think is a good RPG versus what I think is a good game. Even – even like the term story, like what do you mean the explicit story that's told through cutscenes, the world, that the sort of the setting, the world that's created around you, the individual little right. you know tales you have with people. Because let's say something like a Fallout Three, for example. I didn't think it had the best story, like the big overall main quest line, but mm-hmm. the world that they created and traveling through that world and just sort of living there. I told my own stories within that world, and I found I found that far more enjoyable. Than yeah, or Bioshock has a lot of that environmental storytelling where you just kind of. You know, you you walk into a room and you just see traces of what happened and you start piecing together that stuff in your head. And it it just gives you a a, a much more because you feel like you're you're, you're part of the narrative at that point without them doing the damn thing as far as writers go. Um, You know, you walk into a house in Fallout and you see two skeletons cuddled up with each other and a ton of whiskey bottles on the floor. (laughs) And that to me would be better than any cut scene that that they could have come up with. Or just just that one story that how you somehow managed to walk behind this one guy before you're supposed to, and then you sneak attacked him, and he blew up, and this whole town blew up. It's just like these little individual tales that you can tell about your time within the wasteland. I'm sure yeah. we all have our own individual stories about that, the kind of crazy yes. stuff we did or in the order we did it. 
Yes, Chris. that was the biggest thing about me for Fallout 3, and the reason it was kind of my gateway RPG into the Western RPGs is I love the fact that it was open enough to where you could do anything really in any order you wanted to, but not so open there was too much to do. I mean, I loved walking through downtown D.C. ruins, and all of a sudden you start picking up a radio signal out of nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. that, that moment alone just absolutely drew me in more than anything. And I was, I'd already played probably 15 hours by that point. Right. You know, I already enjoyed it, but still just seeing that moment, just that's what more, I don't care Western Japanese, I don't care what it is. More RPGs need to do hooks like that, that really give you a reason to care about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Need to give you a reason to enjoy getting out there and playing the game, regardless of how cool the combat system is. You got to have a point to continue doing stuff. And I wasn't a big fan of like Fallout Three's combat, but you know, just the whole world to explore was fantastic. Yeah, I think that a big part of that is that if you think about you know all the feedback and all the backlash they were getting when they announced Fallout Three, a big part of it was like, is this going to be true to the setting? Because some like I, I think that in order for you to be able to have this kind of super immersive world to run around them, you have to have a really clear idea of what the world you're creating you want to be. You know, Levine knew exactly what he wanted Rapture to be, and that reflected very well. You know, the Fallout guys, um, they knew what kind of world they wanted to put. They knew what kind of, you know, like kind of a world of darkness with little beacons of light every here and there, and that, that that's what they accomplished. And I think that there's a, there's a problem with a lot of RPGs where they come up with a story, but the world that they come up uh, to, to for that story to take place in is entirely designed by by you know oh we need to have guns so uh, we'll have this faction or you know our soldiers need to be totally badass so they'll have gun blades and there's really not a whole lot of thought that goes into it yeah. beyond that so it makes it feel very artificial it, you don't feel connected at at, to, at all because it's just at that point it's just like this is a video game okay so he can shoot fireballs whatever you know. <laughs> Yeah, see, what really made me start thinking about this was I was reading uh, Robert Boyd from Z-Boyd Games, the guy that did Breath of Death 7, his mm-hmm. post-mortem on the game, where he talked about the fact that, you know, especially even in the indie world, you really need to put aside your delusions of grandeur and saying, I'm going to make this great grand RPG story and come up with something that's fun to do first. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, then you can build from there, which is... You know, I think that's just key to a lot of stuff because even, you know, a lot of games, they'll try to do something big and beyond story-wise than they really need to or they'll, you know, try to create. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of Japanese developers are kind of guilty of doing is they'll come up with the setting and everything and build around that instead of coming up with the game and then building a great setting around the game. And like Portal is <laughs> a perfect example of that. Yeah, you've like, got here's something. this cool mechanic. Now here's this crazy story about cake. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> that's the thing is you know, and I don't want to just hound on Japanese developers because oh, I, go love ahead. A lot of, I love a lot of Japanese RPGs, but I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of times you see, you know, they probably the first thing a lot of these people are sitting down and doing are developing the character. You know, we're like, okay, 
we've got this awesome character, now let's build a story around it, and then we can work on the gameplay. I can name uh, one Japanese game that did it absolutely right, and be, it's maybe because it was so rooted in uh, reality, it was uh, The World Ends With You. Oh. It's sort of like, there, there, it's not so much about characters, it's about like this place that these, that these developers love and the culture surrounding it. I and they sort of infused part. everything they want to do into that. Whoa. Is there a blizzard? What's going on? No, 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 no. Somebody just doesn't know how to Scared. mute. Um, somebody had a cataclysm. Yeah, yeah, I had a cataclysm <laughs> on my back. Yeah. I so, think that's the biggest thing is the fact that uh, the just any RPG, if it's not fun, if it's not not, I don't, you know, I, they call me Easy Street because I like to play on easy mode. But if a game is not literally easy to interface into and easy to pick up and play, mm-hmm. not necessarily easy to master, but if the the whole concept of what you're needing to do isn't easy to do, then I have no, I don't care. You know, you could be great, but if you're not going to, you know, I don't want tutorials. I don't want things to like, baby me through it. I just want things to be to straightforward enough and make sense to where I can pick stuff up and do whatever I need to. Can I, can I disagree with you guys a little bit about what's most important? Because, yes, I want to hear your opinion because yeah. I bet you graphics, don't you? Uh, no, I think it really varies depending on what type of game it is. And I RPGs. think it, RPGs. No, then no, 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 because that's a bit too broad. Because um, Diablo two needs a a looting mechanic and a gameplay mechanic that's simple, fun for you to do over and over again. That's more important than its it's story. A, it's a Final looting dungeon crawler. So yeah. yes, Final Fantasy kind of requires a really big epic story that you know cutscenes are kind of your draw there. And then the you know the Add battle system back. hopefully gets good enough, um, and and it needs graphics as well for that cinematic presentation. For for an MMO, you need a grinding mechanic that is really really fun, and the game needs to serve you in allowing you to get out of it needs to get out of your way and let you get into that grinding mechanic and make it as addictive as possible. So I I really depend I think it depends on what your game is before you have to answer that question of or you can't just say one answer about what's most important. Because um, otherwise, you know, you have the greatest story in the world in an MMO, and it's not going to do you any good. You have the greatest yep. gameplay in the world in a cinematic game, and well, then hopefully it's going to not turn into a cinematic game because people just bitch about the cutscenes interrupting it. <laughs> That's the one thing I've seen a lot of um, Japanese developers, and I guess even you know some American developers and European developers too, do with a lot of the portable games, is they'll come up with a game that they can just create. It's quick and easy to play there's not a whole lot involved in it and they don't really worry about making it a big cinematic experience they just say here's your game have fun and sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't basically whether or not it's fun <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, well the point i was trying to make is that even though the term story it can mean a lot of different things because you yeah. can well for example something like dragon age i don't think it had the best story but the inter- but the dialogue interactions you had with people is what made that game so good. Like, I didn't care about Darkspawn or the no, whatever, whatever. I cared more about were, Liliana and my party. Those yeah, kind of you things. get the party, you get your team, you create, you know... The but then again, would that be gameplay? Or part of the me- would that be gameplay since it's a big mechanic is how you interact with these people? Not really. I don't see it as much. I see it as, you know, part of the setting, part of the story itself. Anything that's, you know, having to do with what you're doing, the world, the world around you, your party members, people you're interacting with. That's what I see. Where I see 
that kind of stuff being gameplay are kind of in things like, you know, maybe Persona, where you have specific reasons for interacting with those people other than just your affection points. And even that's still more story than anything. I don't know. I guess it's maybe preconceived notions and expectations because you would you would always say that gameplay is the most important thing in RTS. But the thing I most enjoy the most about StarCraft was the single player campaign. I enjoyed it, but I have to say I enjoyed the gameplay more than the story. Well, it's just the, the setup, the, the story. I mean, the sort of the scenarios that the story yeah. set up. That was a little Yeah, no, you're right. The scenarios were fantastic, but I think I think they wrote the story around those scenarios. If they did, they're good. They tricked yeah. me. That's yeah. exactly what they're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did Carol get added back? Did we get him back on Did yet? he drop again? Yeah. I can't, I can't keep it. That's track. <laughs> I know. I'll have to get him a better net connection. I'll try. But, hey, I just saw yeah. Barack Obama and Olda. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy named Barack Obama. <laughs> oh, have you seen uh, Jenna Jameson wandering around? Oh. Always I have, but I have, seen, I have seen Tiger Woods. Okay. Yeah. Was it like guy. him and nothing but women? Classy. I'm guessing we're not talking about game mechanics anymore. No, we're no. talking about Final Fantasy XIV characters. Barack Obama and Jenna Jameson are in there, so yeah, Obama as well. Because you need a first and last name, and some people just aren't creative, apparently. Well. That's all I have. That was the only question I had. No, it was a good That's question. I'm glad you brought it up. We've been going for quite a while, so we probably should wrap up here. Um, yeah. I want to thank yeah, all of you podcast. for being on. This was great. And You're welcome. This is a good thing to have on Extra Life because it's, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm playing Fat Princess now. I got a lot of people killing me. Uh, what, well, we, we can, can keep you occupied on Skype for a while. So. All right, all right, good, good. But we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you for listening uh, to our Extra Life special podcast. Um, I hope you're watching the whole day because we're here streaming for you. Um, if not, uh, this is your little your little piece of Extra Life. Um, anyway, uh, if you'd like to leave us feedback, email us at podcast at rpgamer.com. Uh, you can also leave us a message on the message boards at board.rpgamer.com. And the latest updates section is the is where the podcast thread is. Also, we've got Twitter at twitter.com slash rpgamer. And uh, what else is important? Tweet us. Yeah, we have our individual us. accounts, too. Yeah, there's a bunch of us. we got a list on the RP Gamer account. Just check yeah. the RP Gamer list for all the staff. And, uh, oh, also 608-729-4098 is a voicemail number. 608-729-4098. Call in and leave us a voicemail like you heard earlier in the show. We love to play those. Or you just email us an MP3 to podcast.rpgamer.com. We'll play your voice notes on the show. That is what we've got. So thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Follow me on Twitter. I'll try to tweet from BlizzCon. Ha, ha, ha.